Welcome, Cow Horse. Full Contact by Ben Self with host Chris Dawson and Russell Dilday. Here we are with another tumultuous start to Cow Horse Full Contact. I'm Chris Dawson. I got Russell Dilday here with me. I got Ben on the other side. And today we are joined by... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness we got jeff mixon here husband of the notorious abby mixon and we have logan who has graced us with the introduction of this said podcast so welcome everybody and we had a special guest special guest interviewer in boyd wilson boyd wilson there he is Hi. He has. <laughs> he's over there with Ben and has no mic. Well, he did. We interviewed Logan for a little bit. Well, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, See, we have for a mic a just in bit. case. And and Ben has a mic. Oh my! Oh goodness. my lord! See, since we're in Oklahoma, I don't have to worry about canyons, you know, because they're all in Arizona. So. Hey, we should find out where Ben's mute button is because yeah. we're gonna need to know that. I, I got we a need question. Do I have to get up here like this? It sounds or much better the, the closer, closer the closer the mic. Right. So I well pull who, the mic. Then pull the who, mic to you. Whose lips have been on this? Yours Everyone. and hers. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, do maybe th- Boyd's. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, is this what you thought was going to happen? I don't know what I thought. Actually, <laughs> I still keep asking myself the same question, and I I don't have a good answer. Well, wh- where did you start? Where were you born? Tennessee, just southeast of Knoxville. Huh? Little, what did your parents little, do? Uh, I think they cussed. <laughs> <laughs> You, you do have a lar- you do have a large head. <laughs> uh, my dad drove a truck. Uh, he had a, a semi, and then my mom worked for the government, working for the dams. Oh no, kidding! Oh. Yeah, she was she was over the uh, electric at Cherokee Dam. Oh huh. really? How? Where were you born at? Rutledge, Tennessee. Rutledge, what's that by? Knoxville. Nothing. Knoxville. No, it's not. It's just (laughs) some people have heard of Knoxville. Nobody has heard of Rutledge. Ever. I have. Okay. Two people people have heard of Rutledge. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) Who'd your, uh, did your dad have his own truck? Yeah, he he was an owner operator. So just hauled whatever? Uh, Mostly tankers. Uh, long haul or he for a long time he did long hauls uh, oh really he shortened them up as I got older and harder to handle I guess (laughs) (laughs) kind of kept it a little closer where uh, so you went to school there how long did you live there Uh, till about a year or two after I graduated oh really yes I graduated I did believe it or not Rutledge, it's you still got the paper. I'm you got not, the paper? I'm not sure if email. That. Email. Say, <laughs> so I don't. If you ask me to produce my uh, high school diploma, I don't know that. I don't know that I could produce it. 
I did get one. I saw it once. <laughs> I think but, I have a picture. Yeah, of me graduating. Well, well, there may or may not have been anything in the folder they handed you when you walked Whatever. across the stage. <laughs> Whatever. You got that folder, right? Yeah, that's right. Close enough. I walked on the nope, stage. Nobody's ever asked to see it either. Nobody's no. ever one time asked to see that diploma. You know why? Our career choices. Might <laughs> <laughs> so, have a little something to do with it. Just, uh, just depends on where you go, whether it matters. <laughs> so did you go to college? I did not. No. No. So uh, when I first met you, you were... Uh, Assistant horse trainer. Mm-hmm. For, for Abby's dad. Yep. yep. Oh, worst man. Worst years of his life. I'll bet he's mad. Still. <laughs> Still. <laughs> yep. Well, no, you're probably five years clean. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Well, like I say, yeah. I maybe mean, you're, maybe. The grandkids, they fix they all the Yeah, they wipe the slate clean, thankfully. Luckily. <laughs> That's no lie. For you. Sometimes. What were what'd you do in high school? Um, some things I'd rather not say, and we'll say that I did uh, <laughs> welding and uh, played football. Played football, no horses. Uh, yeah, we had horses. Uh, we did a lot of AQHA, kind of the lower end AQHA, uh, a lot of open shows. Uh, kind of progressed there towards the end of my youth career, doing doing some more of the AQHA. Uh, cow horse and reining and roping, pretty really? much anything that I could put on their tab, I did. How old are you? <laughs> now I'm 40. 40, so. Mm. 81 mile. I yep. know, but in Tennessee for the cow horse and stuff to have been there, so that's what, um, 20. There wasn't much cow horse in those days, huh? No. You wouldn't, I mean. No. It's, but it's just mostly raining and roping. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, little a little bit of roping. A lot of swinging. A little <laughs> bit of roping. Uh, a lot of cow fees. Did your parents have horses at all? Uh, they had uh, like trail horses and, and just kind of more or less just watched me. Go. Yep. So they how did you get them. interested then? If they weren't, they weren't in it, they weren't pulling you along to it. So... <sighs> Well, I guess we started out with the uh, with the open shows and doing the uh, uh, pleasures and stuff like that, and that was boring as crap. But you, so and your parents were, your parents were doing that. Well, they no, they watched me. Right. They, well, how did just, you know you wanted to do that? Uh, I still don't know that I want to do that. <laughs> well, how did you get there? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I still that's keep a... asking myself that to this day. Who bought the first horse? You're... They did. They did. They Why? I think maybe the They were of, trying to kill you. Yeah, I think they were trying to get rid of me for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't realize they were going to have to drive me and pick me up. But we gave this horse, he can just ride it to the show. You know? We'll see him again on Monday. It'll be fine. <laughs> right. He's six. He'll handle it. We'll get him a sleeping bag yeah. and a horse. I mean, it's Tennessee for crying out loud. We didn't wear shoes. <laughs> Saddlebag. Yeah. Don't let your legs slip through that syrup. Yeah. You'll learn after the first time if you make it through it. So you'd have went to work for Don pretty young. I mean, before high school was out. Mm-hmm. Well, right at the end of my right high school. Right at the end of high school? Yeah. 
I, uh, now, did you meet Don first or Abby? Met Don first. Uh, actually, a so he brought former the... girlfriend introduced me <laughs> to all of them. So he brought the fox right into his own hen house. Yep, and he blames it on me. <laughs> well, that's what. What do you expect from an old hippie like that? Hey, you know. And then I met the farmer's daughter. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It wasn't no getting rid of you then. I'm a riding horse trainer now. <laughs> like it or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so straight to Abby's dad's out of high school. No, there were, there be was, in high there school. Was a, no, there was a almost a year in between there. Uh, I worked a feed store. And... How come you didn't go with the welding? I'm a little on the heavy side, and it gets hot in those shops in the summertime. <laughs> Especially when they make you wear all that leather, and you got a full cow draped over you, and it just... You're not so, that heavy. Well, if you try to pick you me up... Until you got like, over, <laughs> a couple years. Over a, <laughs> a couple years, but... <laughs> yeah. Two or three of us can get you lifted up, so I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, if you can keep it under five, we're good, right? right. <laughs> so Jump! That, so, so we should probably at least kind of elaborate on that story. <laughs> but we're doing a Tough mutter a few years ago, and Jeff's the last one to come up. The They call it the Mount Everest, and it's the warped wall, except uh, when you watch America's Next Ninja Warrior, the warped wall comes back to you and there's a ledge. Well, this one warps the other way, so there's no ledge. I'm not real sure how the first person got up there. I was helping him up. Well, no, 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 the very first, like before we got there. Uh, You know what I'm saying? You know, way before you guys got there. (laughs) Somebody, yeah, way before we got there. So, But we're chain-linking people up this deal and Jeff's helping people, and he's the pusher because uh-huh. he can help them from the bottom the best because he's the strongest because he's a lot of human, for those of y'all that don't know Jeff. And so me and Robert Forrester are on the top of this wall when it's Jeff's turn to come up. And the first thing I hear as I go to run up this wall is Chris start yelling, whoa, 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 whoa. And he looks behind him, and I'm thinking somebody's hurt. Somebody fell off the backside. He said, we're going to need like five more people. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm looking around. I'm like, didn't I just I'm, help you? I'm the last one. He, they need five more people to help me. And then Robert is hanging off the ledge. Chris is holding his legs. Another guy's got a hold and of another, me. And, another, and then I hear another guy on the other end of the wall who is helping people lets a guy go. This guy falls to his death. He comes over to grab Chris's other leg. And I'm like, I, I don't really know how to take this right now. This, this is camaraderie. Hey, I'm glad we had us all, mister. I'm going to promise you, because when he got a halt, it was all we wanted. We got him up there, by the, golly. But are we pulling you up, or are you pulling us down, damn like, it? I thought we had a hold of friggin' Chuck Norris for a minute. Chuck's brother, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> is that the did they have the electric oh yeah mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that's Electric, when Ant- uh, Anthony wires? Tormino got uh, he got he got phased out right there one time. I think he blacked out. He yeah. caught one in a temple. He was still <laughs> he was still in the middle when I got there, crawl, low crawling under everything. And I asked him if he was okay, and he muttered, and I thought he said he was good, so I went on. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You're on my head." <laughs> that could have been what he said, but there was so much mud and electricity and water, and I just yeah. <laughs> the funniest part of that whole deal was Robert Forrest run through and he never got muddy. Like we just, we, we were all muddy all day, but we had swum through a pond right before we got to this last set of obstacles. And then Robert Forrest, he just squirts his little ultra athletic self through there. He said he took one shot in the back right at the end, but it just squirted him on out and he's clean. So in the picture, we're all covered in this, like concrete like mud that took about 30 minutes to wash off after we got out of here because I, like i went right behind robert i was like well he run through right here i'll run That'll through right here easy. too i run through right there i got about two steps in caught one between the shoulder blades and motor skills were removed i mean just pow <laughs> face first and so I was, it's just uh, it's always, wires hanging oh down. there's there's 30,000 wires hanging down with 10,000 you know. volts. Yeah, it's it's oh. rank, dude. I mean, like it's a what it's probably 30 foot wide. It's probably a 30 by 30 square. Should and you there's go pro- around with, it? No, no, well you well, you no, can. I mean, no, you no, can't no. get to the end of this 12 <laughs> yeah. mile run and skip. There's an option to skip it, but it's like Have everybody we, is there watching. Yeah, uh, you we, don't skip it. No, and they put, and some dumbass put hay bales in the middle so you can't just crawl under everything. Oh, yeah. Aaron went under the hay bales. <laughs> she burrowed under the hay bales. I swear, I don't. I mean, it's the only way she made it. But yeah, the rest of us died. Yeah, it was terrible. Except Robert. Except Robert. So, yeah. And How the, the long pictures, was the run? 12 miles. 12 miles? 13, 14 days. <laughs> <laughs> at, at least. 12, if not a little bit longer. 12 miles? It was good, good morning. It was good morning activity Torture? up there in northeast Oklahoma with a tornado on our ass the yeah. whole way. Yeah. That was almost as bad. We went and did a, a Green Beret challenge down in uh, Georgia or Alabama. It might have been Alabama. And it was a four-man team, and it was uh, eight miles, and they only had six obstacles. And when you got to your obstacles, before the race, they told you this is what you can bring in your pack, you know, three feet of rope, uh, just, you know, different things. And when you got to each obstacle, you could use what was in your pack to help you with that obstacle. So we got halfway into this race, and it was on a uh, uh, it was a dry creek bank, but it started thundering and lightning and pouring down the rain, which in turn turned to me having to swim. I could no longer touch the bottom. Oh, lightning hit a tree about thirty feet from us and blew this tree apart. And we're like, "That's it. They're going to call this thing, right?" Well, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Who's out there to tell you? To no come one's in? there to call. You know, and I'm like, well, we're in the water. It's probably not the smartest thing. So, hey, let's go over here and pick up these buckets of rock and carry them to the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we actually, uh, me and Abby and uh, uh, two buddies of mine, uh, we actually set the second fastest time for the for the whole deal Ooh. down there. And I said, just imagine what you can do when there's lightning blowing trees apart. Right, right behind, behind you. <laughs> you, can, you can run all day long. I can run faster scared than you can mad. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. 
So I'm just, we got to get, I mean, we can stay chronological, but we got to get in. I mean, this is, he's got all these stories and like, well, you know, my favorite it's when he goes out because the dogs are in a fight. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes outside buck naked to break up the dog fight. Turns no, wait a minute. No, how did you hear about? And I have a game cam. You got it. Uh, that's what the sheriff's department said. <laughs> And uh, when a raccoon <laughs> has your dog upside down, holding her head underwater, and she's just bubbling, it's time to fight. You got to do something. You got to. And you don't have time to go get back decent. Nope. <laughs> you know, you, you run out there and you grab a pitchfork. Because when you run over there the first time, you see this coon holding your dog's head underwater on her back. And it looks up at you with these little eyes and these little teeth. And you realize that. Not only do I am I defenseless, <laughs> I am also extremely naked. vulnerable. <laughs> yep. So you go back and you get a pitchfork. Anything, <laughs> which happens to be a pitchfork. Yeah. So the, the you keep a pitchfork in your bedroom. Do you? <laughs> you don't. What? No, hey, I, I do. I, I worked for my wife's dad. <laughs> I had to shovel stalls all the time. At any moment's notice, I'd be You're ready to, go. to be on call. I was on call 24-7. It's in your bug out bag. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's a short handle. All right. Collapsible. Collapsible. Yep. Hold that thing up. With a go. shoulder holster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what did she at least tell you that I did get the coon? The coons. I don't know. I've broke down in such laughter that I couldn't <laughs> remember the end of the story. <laughs> so when I came back with the pitchfork, the pit bull decided to join in on the fight. And I'm like, great. I mean, thank it's, God. It's, yeah, it's pouring down the rain. Our, our uh, backyard was at least six inches in water. And so he jumps on the coon that had my dog on her. She comes up. She's like gasping for air. She runs in the house. And uh, that's the same noise she made. The exact same noise. She got up, ran into the house. Left so, you. Left me. Left me there to finish yeah. the fight. So I thought the pit bull's doing a pretty good job. And then I turn around and I see the rest of these coons are in the chicken coop. And these other coons don't care about what's going on out there. They're grabbing chickens. Oh! And so I looked at the pitchfork, and I looked at the coons, and they're a couple of pretty good-sized coons. I looked back at the, the other dog. I'm like, well, he's handling his own over there. He's all right. But I ain't going in that chicken coop with, with this pitchfork. So I, I go back to the house, and I come back with a gun. And as I'm going to shoot the first one, she starts yelling at me, you're going to shoot the house. <laughs> The house was behind the chicken coop. If you put the yeah. bullet in the... Yeah. I, I put the bullet where it's supposed to go. The it won't go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. It's a brick wall. There's a chimney there. She was fine. So I, I agreed. Okay. So I put the gun down. I picked my pitchfork back up. Back I went to in, work. <laughs> went in with that pitchfork and threw the two coons out. And my other dog finished off the other one. And life was great. We went back to bed. <laughs> 
But you got to say, the little coons are pretty tough. Extremely. To hold the first dog under. What kind of dog was holding under? Uh, little peanut. You remember peanut? Maybe little yellow dog. Oh, Always yeah. with me all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she wasn't that little. She's Right, she's a 20-pound dog. Pound. Yeah. Oh, she, she's a little hefty in the last years. I got you. She wasn't in fighting weight. That's fighting shape. Well, I think it got her from behind. I don't think she was expecting that one. I think it jumped her from behind. But you up on that her like, yeah. like this velociraptors. Is, this is yep. a, yeah. they'll do it every time. <laughs> this, this is all a guess because he was asleep <laughs> and naked <laughs> with a pitchfork. <laughs> is that a pitchfork in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? No, it's a pitchfork. Okay, Classical. <laughs> So how long Candid. do you end up working for? How long do you end up working for Abby's dad? Uh, I think about four years. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, he couldn't find any other helps, and he couldn't get rid of me. So, so how long in that time did you and Abby date? About three of it. Oh no, kidding! It took a year. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't immediately mesmerized? Oh, definitely. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who could blame her? Yeah. That's yeah. what I would think. That's what I would think. That's... So you held her off for a year. Yeah. Well, I had another girlfriend, so I had oh. pushing her back. You know. <laughs> the one that got you the job. Right. Right. I can't just forget take that. take the job and leave. No, that wouldn't That's, be right. Yes. Mm-mm. So you were wanting to be a rain horse trainer at that time? <laughs> or were you just wanting to hang out with Abby? Uh, honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to be at that time. Yeah. Yeah. The uh I wanted to get get into the raining and find out the the other side other than the AQHA side. Um wasn't the the path that I wanted to go. Yeah. Right. Not, so get a little more to... into the specialized side of it. Don right. Boyd, for some of the listeners that might not know him, is very, very accomplished NRHA judge and showman and clinician and everything that goes along with it and extensive career overseas and over here. and Producer. Yeah, he's a really good producer and pretty good father-in-law from the look of it. So... Yeah, the, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, so at what point were we like, all right, well. When did you let go of football? You're big enough to go to college. I actually didn't get back into football until we actually moved out here. Uh, I had a, a scholarship offer my senior year, and then I tore all the ligaments in my ankle in the state playoffs. And my whole thought was I was going to get out of high school and go into the Marine Corps. And then I got the scholarship offer, and I was like, man, playing football sounds pretty cool. Those guys make a lot of money. Uh, not when you tear all the ligaments in your ankle and you blow through school and they say no you're you're we can't wait three years so i 
lost my scholarship. Uh, I was on crutches, had a couple of surgeries on the ankle. They actually told me I'd never play again. So I just kind of wrote it off, and I was working at a feed store, uh, just working. And then got my girlfriend at the time wanted me to move to Ohio, and I kept saying, find me a job. I, I got to have a job, and, uh, and she found me a job and a wife. <laughs> so uh so i moved to ohio and then when we uh i worked for dad like I say for like about four years there and just kind of decided that being a horse trainer or being a an assistant wasn't what i wanted to do i just woke up one morning and was like i'm kind of over this and uh, so i went to work for a uh, uh campground putting canoes in the water during the summertime for little canoe trips that they had. I mean, that's a pretty sick job. That was an awesome job. <laughs> right. Don't tell my wife. She doesn't <laughs> listen to this, right? <laughs> no. no. Okay, never. perfect. Never. All right. So <clears throat> I did that for a little while, and then uh, and she got she actually got an offer from Craig Smersel to move out here. They just bought uh, Hickory Creek Ranch and go to work for them, and we talked about it, and I was like, hey, it's uh, – great deal you know i said i'll be um, here with these canoes right you know i'm like <laughs> i i said you know i said i don't really know what what i'm gonna do and uh and i don't know if it was her or them but anyway it got turned into uh, i went to work for them helping run the ranch there oh right uh, helped finish up a lot of the building that was going on there and uh, just kind of overseed it everything there and uh we were all there comes the welding back into play yeah the the welding the building kind of all that back in and and we were all cooking steaks one night and somebody had heard about the uh, uh dallas desperados who was an arena league having open tryouts in texas and we were all laughing and joking about going down there and i had had a couple of their drink and you know thought i was something and Decided that was a good idea. <laughs> I went went down. You know, I mean, I was not get crazy. I, I, you know, I worked out for like two weeks, and uh, I went down there and spent the night down at uh, in Texas and showed up at their tryouts and uh, made the top fifty cut out of looked to have been a thousand people. Right, and I was first one told to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, as I was walking out, a guy walked up and he gave me a card and he's like, "Hey, you want to come play for us? We're we're looking for uh, for some guys." And I was like, "Okay, you know, well, maybe." And then I got looking at his card for the weekend. Called him up and they told me they had their fifty-three man roster signed and they were ready to start playoffs. But I could come down and if I could earn a spot, I could earn a spot on their team. And uh, I went down and ended up taking a spot and playing for the North Texas Stampede for about six years. Oh, no kidding. Wow. I didn't know that was that long. Yeah. I started off actually playing for uh, Rockwall, Texas, playing eight-man. And played down there with, with them for a little while. And that so it's an eight-man, like a semi-pro eight-man league? Yeah. Really? Full 100 yards, full regulation field, but you only got eight guys out there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Your offensive linemen also – those guys play both sides of the ball, uh-huh. and the clock never stops, and it is the most fun. I bet. What position I mean, are you playing at that? 
I played everywhere. (laughs) I played offensive line, defensive line. Mostly my uh, starting position was defensive end. Uh, That's what it was in high school, defensive end, tight end. Uh, Played defensive end for them. When I went, uh, got into the stampede, I went there as a defensive end. Uh, Played, like I say, I played for them for – Couple of years down there, and then was the Stampede eight man also, or was it no? They were they were eleven man. Yep. Uh, they're one of the the longest winningest teams in semi pro in the nation, uh, longest run in semi pro team, period. Uh, in twenty twelve, we won the uh, the league championship. Went to Vegas, played for a national championship. Uh, ended up losing that by two points, missing a field goal mm. at the end, and uh, but they've won two or three national championships and huh. their their whole deal is to bring guys in. I mean, we had a lot of guys, young guys that would come in out of high school that didn't get college scholarships and they'd come in and play and they'd get recognized and they'd go into to college. Oh, really? So getting pretty good little like a farm system yeah. kind of a deal. Yeah. They're, you hear a lot about, about minor league baseball and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You don't hear much about Semi-pro football. You know, that's it's, – it's in a whole different area there. I mean, coming from where I came in Tennessee, I mean, you know, our, our high school field uh, was a parking lot during the day. And then <laughs> on Friday Friday at noon, they'd clear all the cars out and they'd go line it out, basically. Uh, when I came out here, even when I went down to Texas, I mean, that was the Dallas Cowboys old stadium. So – it, you know, I wasn't thinking a whole lot different. But when I went to to the Stampede, you're going out there and you're playing on It's like, what what stadium are we in right now? Oh, this is Arlington's High School. Wait, no, 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 no. This seats 50,000 <laughs> right. people. And, you know, we, we have a full bar in the, in the dressing room. This isn't a high school field. <laughs> nope, that's you a know. high school field. Yep. yep. It's, it's a whole different world. Yeah. You know, coming from – from out here, from what I was used to, right? I mean, even even in school, we'd we'd get dressed in the parking lots, you know. And I I played for a couple of years down there until it turned into where I was pretty much given the choice of continue working here or go play football. So I took the job over going and playing football, and I ended up uh, I set out that that season, and then I went and played for a team here in Oklahoma, uh, that was about 25 miles from me. Going down there and playing for those guys, I played, or we practiced Tuesday and Thursdays and Saturdays, uh, and then your games are on Sunday. So during the season, you know, you're, I get done at 5 o'clock, I jump in the truck, I drive an hour and a half, practice Tuesday, Thursday night, Saturday, show up for the games on Sunday. If you didn't show up to practice, you didn't play. Right. They didn't care. They didn't care you had a job. You you had a job on that field to do too. Yeah. You know, and I mean it was it was a big eye opener, but now did they I mean it are they pay you for that? I mean their the Stampede's deal was to not be paid. That's how they got kids that could go into college. Oh really? As soon as you took a pay, then that You're got done. rid of your yeah. eligibility. So the stampede was all straight up. Right. So you had so everybody on there was working for a living or financially independent to where they didn't have to and all they had to worry about was playing. Right. Huh. Now we played teams all over Texas and 
Kansas, uh, Missouri. Uh, these guys, they were all paid. Uh, we played a team up in uh, uh, Wichita that I think the minimal their guys took was like 15000 to play. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow was part owner of that team, and they were going to make this, uh, you know, a heck of a team. And, and they were. They were they were an incredible team. I mean, you're paying guys like that. You're taking guys that, that were on practice squads for the NFL. Right. Mm. So. Huh. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't know you played that long. <clears throat> yeah, we, Excuse me. 2012 was – I retired in 2012 and then went back in 2013. <laughs> I, I pulled a Brett Favre. Yeah, I pulled a Brett Favre. And uh, I, they got into uh, – when I, when I went to play for the team in Oklahoma for the year, uh, I actually hurt our center in practice. We were doing the Oklahoma drill, and I dislocated his shoulder. Oh. And our head coach said, well, you just screwed up our only center, so learn how to be center. Guess what? <laughs> so I somehow, I don't know, because I can't throw, I guess, I could throw it between my legs behind me. <laughs> I ended up being center, and when I went back down to Texas, I, it's mainly I played center, defensive end. Mm. I mean, it was I'd play both sides. as I'd whine and complain if they pulled me off the field. Right. Pout and pooch my lip out until they put me back in. <laughs> they they couldn't cut your wages. <laughs> right. Yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> take, take my free stuff away. <laughs> that would have been cool. I, like, do, I mean, do they – I mean, I don't want to sound like a dick, but do they – you get a lot of – they get a lot of spectators for those games? There was there was a decent amount. It depended on where you went. Right. Uh, when we played for the uh, for the league championship uh, down in Arlington, we had we had a pretty good pack. We played at H E B uh, Pennington, and that place was pretty full. And well, we, that'd be a cool game to go watch, though. You know what I'm saying? Like you go to like I went to a preseason Cowboys game at the new stadium, and it's like. Everybody should go see that place, mm-hmm. but it is a terrible place to watch a football game. I mean, you're just watching on TV, basically. I mean, but man, I went to. We were up at Gardner's. Sarah was um, starting some Colts for her them, and I went up there to see her, and we went and watched their boy play high school football, and it was blast, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and they were. I mean, and that was. I think that was eight man. Mm-hmm. And they were getting it on out there, and that yes. was a good time. And like, and you're just on the field; it's just such an intimate setting, you know. So it's kind of like going to a minor league baseball game. I mean, they're fun to go to. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and they're good guy. Like, it's not like it's. I mean, you're like, well, it's minor league or whatever. Well, it's these guys are the second best in the world at this. Well, and they're right? they're playing for something. Yeah, they don't have anything else to. You know, they're they're out there because they want to be. Yeah, you know they're they're working forty hours or fifty hours, sixty hours a week. They're doing whatever they got to do to get there. They want to be there. They want to be there every second. Mm. I mean, we had we had guys on that team that were just incredible talent. They, they I don't know how they never made it to the pros. I mean, I watched some of those guys that that turned into be some of my best friends still to this day. That. I, I still don't know how they, they never made it to the pro level. Huh. 
you know, and we had guys that did. We had three or four guys that over the years that have made it to the pros. Sure. Uh, we had a couple of guys that made it to uh, – uh, got pulled in as, as a practice squad, uh, and then one hurt his knee. Maybe both of them hurt their knee, but they were there. They were they were going for it. Right. And then, then they got hurt, and then once they got better, they kicked back, and they were still ten times better than anybody else on the field. Mm. Well, I feel like that whole league needs to really work on their marketing because, I mean, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't even know it existed, to be honest with you. Yeah, and so, I mean, like... There's still teams out there that I'm hearing about from, you know, I mean, I've been out of it for a long time now, but these guys, I still talk to them, and, and they'll say something about this team. I'm like, what team's that? And I'll pull them up, you know, Google them, and I'm like, shit, I never heard of them. Right. And I try to think that I'm pretty well in tune with it. Right. But there, there's just so many teams out there. I, I don't remember how many teams Texas has, but a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. So and, and the other states, for that matter. Uh, when I played for Oklahoma, we actually played teams in about four or five other states. No kidding. I mean, we, we traveled a lot. Uh, the, the joke was, you know, when you got to take guys to, to travel like that, your job comes first, and a lot of those guys couldn't make it. And I think we lost every road game that we ever went to. <laughs> and, but we couldn't be beat at home. Right. <laughs> you know, we'd look at the schedule and be like, oh, that's a way, that's a loss. You know, we're like, hey, in three weeks we play at home, we're going to win a game. <laughs> you, know, you know, Texas was a lot, lot different. You know, we had a bus. You know, was, they'd tell you when to be there. Better be on the bus. So I'm in like, Oklahoma, you had to drive there yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'd all oh, no pile, in, pile in the truck. I, uh, I got pulled over in Oklahoma City one day, uh, heading to uh, Kansas. I had five of the offensive linemen in my pickup truck. <laughs> You're overweight. Oh, we were overweight. <laughs> we were overweight and over the speed limit. <laughs> and uh, the motorcycle cop, so I knew I was getting a ticket. Right. And he comes up and he looks in the truck and he goes, what are you doing? So we're trying to get to that exit. He's like, where are you going? We're going to Kansas. What are you doing in Kansas? So I'm taking these big guys, and they're going to go play some football, and I'm going to go get them some snacks. At <laughs> and he stood there for a second, and he looked at me, and he went back to his motorcycle. I'm like, yeah, we're getting, we're getting a ticket. <laughs> he was in a construction. I could have possibly been doing about 90. <clears throat> he came back and let us, let us go and said, if, uh, if you lose, stop and pay your ticket. <laughs> Well, that's stupid. I know, because I didn't stop when we came back. He didn't know that we lost every road game. <laughs> but that, that was different in Texas when, when you got the bus and everything showing up, and they told us the first time, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be like the short bus. You know, are you going to pack 53 guys on a little short bus? And I show up, and they got this big double-decker bus, and you know, and big fancy thing. I'm like, I'm riding in the front up there by the glass up on top. Nope, back of the bus yeah, for you. I, yeah, I, I <laughs> left that seat pretty quick when he hit a bird. <laughs> Went back and sat in the back on the bottom. <laughs> so the moral of the story is people need to look up their uh, local arena league teams mm-hmm. and go watch some football. Because it's yeah. way better than going to watch an NFL game for and spending yeah. thousand bucks to go. Probably not kneeling for the flag there. 
don't, yeah, I don't know if we're yeah, gonna go there or not. I was Russell. gonna say I I left before all that started. So. so they did. So as far as you know, no. As far as I know, no. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was I'll, I'll say this it was a definitely a big eye opener leaving Rutledge Tennessee graduating with less than 100 kids in my high school the entire high school which was made up of about three or four other 25 uh, per grade counties yeah you know that, that come yeah. together for the high school which I think it's grown incredibly now yeah. yeah maybe 11 <laughs> um, not all of them are graduating still but you know we're we're working on that uh but coming out here and and going to texas and and even oklahoma coming out here into the, into this it was a whole different world yeah that's cool was, i I, re- I actually remember coming back uh my mom and dad moved here way before us me and tanner we come back and Held them or something. I don't know what. My sister's in high school. And the football games in California, high school football, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's fun. We went. <clears throat> we go to that little tiny town. I mean, there is one blinking light in the middle of Winniewood, Oklahoma. And they, we go to the football game, and both sides are packed. They're screaming. Everything is perfect. The coaches, I'll never forget, have headsets. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? This is like the NFL. We had, there's 30 to 60,000 people in Porterville. No one had no headsets. No, this, there's 1,500 people in Winniewood. Football was for real yeah. back See, here. The first time I ever played on a field that had turf, before the game, I'm out there raking up some of that the, the black rubber that's in that turf and the coach comes by and he says what are you doing i said i'm taking some of this home i ain't never played on turf and he said what so i've never played on turf before I've, I've only seen that on tv he goes did you seriously put that in your pocket <laughs> yeah he said if you don't empty that back out and put that back on the ground i'm gonna bench you the whole season <laughs> So when he turned his back, I put some more in my pocket and I ran back over to the other side. I'd never seen anything. Like I say, I mean, it, we played in parking lots. You know? Was, I know. I, I mean, I played a little bit in high school. and like, I went to grade school in Texas. And like seventh grade football in Texas, you have – they use they take a period out of school and you play during like, – and you have to get there early. Right, I mean, because it's more than just one class period, but you have to get there early. But then one of your class periods of the day is football. I mean, and then I moved to Nebraska for high school, and like freshman high school in Crete, they didn't. It wasn't even like in the school. Like it was, they had a football team, but it had nothing to do with the school day. Like it was completely separate. Right, I mean, in Nebraska, football is a big deal. But it ain't nothing like Texas football. Mm, no, I mean, it's a religion in Texas. Oh man, I know. I, I think when I'm in the eighth grade in Texas, we won in Whitesboro. We won two games, 
and we were like the great white hope of Whitesboro. We were the best team that had come through Whitesboro. I mean, like Whitesboro High School at that time hadn't won more than one game in a season. And I don't know how I'm like, it was a win. If if they won a, if they lost a game by less than thirty points, it was a win. All right. I mean, it was a like, hey, it wasn't sixty to nothing this week, right? Like, heck yeah, we got a shot. It's well, the see, team I, of the future. I didn't even learn football until I started playing in Texas. When I showed up to uh, for that tryout, they told me there said they said what position you want to play. I said defensive end. He said, yeah, I'm pretty stacked on defensive ends. He said, but yeah, maybe you know we'll we'll see. Go out there and fill in wherever you know. He said, what other positions can you play? I said, well, they play. I played tight end, but they called me stone hands for some reason. I never <laughs> never understood why that. And he said, well, maybe you ought to stick with defensive end then. And he said, just go out there and run through the scrimmage, and we'll, we'll just see what happens. And I think I had, I don't know, four or five sacks, an interception, two or three fumble recoveries. And, I mean, I was just – it was one of those days that if there was a play to be made, I was in it somehow. And they come over afterwards, and he hands me a contract, and he said, sign this. And he tells the guy that's standing beside of me, to pick up his gear and head home. I'm like, I don't think that guy's going to be Facebook friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're asking me all these questions, and he's asking me all this. He's like, we want to. He's like, we want to look at you playing outside linebacker. How are you on coverage? And how can you run the nickel and the dime and this and that? And I'm like, did I got a quarter in my pocket, man? I <laughs> nickel about and nickel dime. and dime, you know. <laughs> and he's like, no, for real. I said, I, for real, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about right now. And he said, I thought you said you played football. He's like, there's no way you, you've never played football. I said, I, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, they didn't teach you coverage? How did you play defensive end in school? I said, it was really easy. They told me that whoever had the ball, I had Get to go him. hit him. <laughs> <laughs> he said, okay. He said, but they didn't tell you how to do that? I said, yeah, they told me how to do that. And he said, well, how did they tell you to do that? I said, run really fast and hit him really hard. <laughs> and he said, well, I've seen you run. You're not that fast. <laughs> but you can hit him pretty hard. He says, well, let's just stick with that, and we'll teach you. And they, they taught their guys every position. I mean, they, they taught you how to play as a team and, and how all that comes together. And that was way more than I had ever gotten mm. in high school. You know, you played your position, and you needed to know what your position did. I didn't care what the guy behind me was doing because I had my position to worry about. And they are like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. It sounds like it turns out it's not. Sounds like guys from Tennessee coming to Texas to learn how to do cow horse. Right. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a little more to this. <laughs> Just chase that cow around. Just run it around. Go fast. <laughs> Make good decisions. Make good decisions. <laughs> I've not been accused of that very often. But that's awesome. I, I have been accused of uh, kick. I didn't say kick that hard. <laughs> I said kick. <laughs> jerk. I didn't say jerk that hard. You said jerk. No, I, no I said you were a jerk. Oh. <laughs> See how it gets confusing. See, it's so easy. It, it, 
It's so easy to get it's off really track. It's really not my fault. <laughs> so, you never went to the Marines? Nope. I never did. Stupid ankle. Yeah. The, but it uh, healed up, apparently, enough to play yeah. football. Yeah. I mean, I still roll it, turning in bed every now and then, but, <laughs> yeah. Has Fight. <laughs> Finding the pitchfork. Yeah, yeah. Some days it's good. Some days it's bad. Some days I wake up and it, I'm like, what did I do last night? Oh, yeah, those coons. Got, you know. It gets worse the older you get. Staying the same for me. You're not older yet. <laughs> Hell. Who who are you asking? <laughs> It'll happen. You know what really helps is having a daughter. Yeah, that ages that. you. When they hit the teens, mm-hmm. that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Because she's half you and you with the bad decisions. Mm, I, she takes mostly after her mom. <laughs> this is where we need video. <laughs> Abby's over there shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as soon as she does something inappropriate, she's my daughter. <laughs> the rest of the time, her daughter. Well, that was my favorite when we were, I come over to get Russell to do, we were going to go record or something, and you were working in the Watt. It was last year at the, during the Snowmageddon. Yeah. And she was getting us confused. Oh. For some reason. <laughs> and what she had, uh, who's that goofy turd in the green shirt? <laughs> Referring to me. She, that was Abby's daughter. Yeah. Well, she pointed at you. You were going in. Uh, you were down by the gate. And she said, because a buddy of mine, she calls, he calls her a turd all the time. She calls him a turd. And she goes, she turns around, she looks, and she goes, hey, Dad, who's that turd down there in the green shirt? <laughs> and I said, the one at the gate? She goes, yeah, the turd in the green shirt. <laughs> I said, that's Chris Dawson. And she goes, I thought that was Quentin. I said, you need to go tell Chris you called him a turd. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I'll go tell him right now. I said, come on, I'll Set walk it you right down. to his face. <laughs> but it was a little different when we got there. Yeah. Well, the best was her putting her monitor lizard suit on today, and oh she's crawling Lord. around his house. And I mean, I ain't kidding. If I'd have walked in here and didn't know there was a kid in it, I thought it was a big old monitor lizard crawling around in here. I mean, she crawled up over the coffee table and back down and up on the couch. I'm like, we got to surprise the hell out of Ben when he gets here. He's just going to crawl up there because he's going to think there's a giant lizard up in his house along with all these chickens on the wall. You can't lose the mural. Abigail, the mural has to stay. Yeah, yeah, the mural's got to stay. Mural. The chicken, Voting is in and done. A fair the few of the chickens can go. The chickens, the bulk of the chickens can go. You not have all to of say them. some for memory. Yeah. The biggest <laughs> one. I got the biggest one over there. <laughs> oh, it's a family show, so yeah. I can't really say what I'm thinking right now. But. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> Almost every time. 
I mean, this this is what see we have way scaled down the alcohol being consumed on here. Since you people are paying for these episodes now, we are. I hope y'all appreciate the fact that we are putting an effort to not drink as much during these interviews because I'm able to filter myself a little Chris, more. You're only saying that because your beer is empty. I know. I'll go get you one. It's like a hint, <laughs> hint, hint. Jiminy Well, that's that, that. I think that's what's on everybody's mind is how you shucked loose of the girlfriend that got you the job, so you could swap off to the boss's daughter. You think he needs help with that beer? No, he's good. I yeah, no, I, I think you can tell I, that story. It's fine. I think he needs help. He might get lost. Abby might have to leave. Yeah, Abby earmuffs. Yep, put them on. Put them on. <laughs> no, both ears. Both ears. There you go. So I. Actually, Abby helped with that. Abby helped with that. Mm -hmm. Yep, she did. Thank you, sir. Uh Cheers. Yeah, that that was all Abby's doing. I was trying to be the nice guy. What are you looking at? You're going to have to elaborate. Yeah. Um... I thought this was a family show. Well, it is. It's fine. If it's bad, we'll edit it. (laughs) Ben's got sound effects and stuff we can put over it. What do you got to play over there, Ben? Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that's better. Yeah, that's yeah. better. That's better. Uh, you know what? We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> you can't top that. So that was the breakup? That, apparently, that that's, that's all yeah. we're getting with Abby in the room. Yeah. That was. So, you know, stay tuned for Jeff Mixon's bonus episode when Abby's not here. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't so, give all the great stories at one time. You got to save some for later. Mm. Well, we might not make it. That's, that's so, what her dad said. <laughs> So that was, he did not so, have a ponytail, though, when you no, went to not, work for no, him. that was after. Yeah. I, I like to think that I probably put him in that stage of life. <laughs> Kicked him on into that midlife yeah, crisis. I just went ahead and pushed him right over the edge. <laughs> so. I remember him telling me one time, I was, he says, if I didn't have to train for the public, I'd have long hair and I'd do what I want, but I got to train these horses for the public. I got to keep up an image and... Sure enough, he quit training for the public, and next thing I know, he's got a foot-long ponytail. <laughs> I, I passed him on uh, on Tim's Road one day at the ranch where we used to be at, and I didn't realize it was him at first. I passed this convertible, and this guy's hair's blowing in the wind, and, <laughs> you know, he kind of in the middle of the road, and I had to swerve, and, you know, I was probably taking my half out of the middle too, but, you know, I'm like, who is oh. What is that? And then I come back to the ranch, and I'm like, there's that same car. That sorry son of a gun. That dude. You know, I'm like, who is it? I'm like, oh, my God. That's my father. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, then he grew this little. Uh, Soul patch. Soul patch. Uh, Apollo Ono. I had a different name for it, but we'll go with yours. That's, that's <laughs> probably better. Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, 
he, I'm pretty sure I'm responsible for those days. <laughs> <laughs> you pushed him to the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mushrooms. The <laughs> anything to get me away from the thought that that's my son-in-law. <laughs> of course, when I showed up for the tryouts for the Oklahoma team I played for, I showed up on a crotch rocket with a mohawk. Oh, nice. oh my God. Abigail. This, what I, were I you I feel like thinking? this is just like Major League. I feel like this is Major League. It's close. Have you ever seen The Replacements? Yes, I just yeah. watched it. Danny? I don't know which one's Danny. Danny's the Oh, linebacker. I do know. Yeah, 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 yeah. SWAT guy? Yep, yeah. yep. That was kind of That neat. was you, yep. Yeah. You know what I told him about, what I told you about that red shirt mm-hmm. at practice? Forget it. Yeah, yep. yep. I just watched it. All right. And now we know. Yeah. So what about? And ben would be like the guy, the kicker. Because he's wiry. <laughs> wiry. Wiry. I didn't see it either, Ben. Oh, no. I got it on DVD over there just, if you want to watch it later, Ben. They're, they're, just, cool. they're just shooting at us. They are. <laughs> Those are Ben's first words on the podcast. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Pretty he close. Spoke, oh, we were on break, huh? <laughs> Remember he got scared by the cat. Oh, don't say that. You'll have that, uh, <laughs> you'll have that on the bigger jobs. Yeah. Been scared by one or two of them myself. A, he said it was bangle. a bangle. <laughs> it was a bangle. <laughs> Cougar crossing. <laughs> Back to those chickens. Ben's unbelievable ability to retain his tongue is I'm amazing you, to me. Unflappable. Unflappable he is. He is. It's that German heritage. Stoic. (laughs) (laughs) He's reaching for the button and thinks better over and over. (laughs) (laughs) I need to say something. Um, I've learned to watch my mouth over the years because I've screwed myself up. Pretty badly. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Hey, my favorite, though, Ben, when I knew that we were starting to have a bad influence on you is when uh, the COVID hit and they had them stickers on the bleachers that said, sit here, and you took one oh, off yeah. and put it on your lap. <laughs> I says, I think we're starting to have a bad influence yes. on our man. To be clear, that was mostly Chris's influence. <laughs> By the way, where where are those stickers at? <laughs> Probably got stuck to some lady's ass. <laughs> <laughs> now you've cursed. Now we have to edit you. <laughs> ben, you're getting edited now for crying out loud. You're Please causing yourself more work. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on Patty's. I think it's on one of Patty's pockets is where that sticker's at. <laughs> I seen her Saturday and it wasn't, it wasn't there. on there. No, no, no more. No. Ron must have rubbed it off there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking of Patty, we owe her episode. I know when she shows up because someone forgot the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking three-hour drive. <laughs> hey, so true story. We uh, load up. We're supposed to meet at the Deacons, and we're going to interview Patty. Paul, Patty Rawls. 
And I drive up there and Ben, I talked to Ben that morning. He's like, hey, don't forget the stuff. I'm like, hey, I'm glad you told me that because I did not even realize I had the stuff because we'd come home from a horse show. Good call. Anyway, I get done. I'm working horses and I like jump in the truck and like all but to Oklahoma, right? I mean, this is two and a half hours for me. I'm literally turning on to the Deacon's Road and I go, I don't have the box of recording equipment. Russell is en route and he's 15 minutes away. We have nothing to record with. I'm like, this is not going to work. So we all pile back in the cars and we drive to my house. And that was, and, and it worked out well. We picked up Cody Porterfield that day. Thank God for Cody Porterfield being a good sport and like just last minute and like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. You like, you want to come get interviewed? He's like, yep. I'm like, cool. (laughs) Saved the day. Probably yeah. not Patty's day. But yeah. yeah, I didn't say Patty's day, no, but she's always got stuff to do. She's fine. She'll always be a good interview no matter when she yeah. shows up. Yeah, she's our new sponsor. I know. Our new uh, sponsor SRCHA. for SRCHA. Yeah, like she's uh, in charge of procuring new sponsors. Millions. Supposedly getting some Billingsley Ford. We just bought a expedition from Billingsley Ford and she, I she know, and they're and friends with her up there so I look for her to be a hitting them up to be maybe the official I'm truck sponsor I didn't for Southwest Rain take that for a little test drive yeah but your wife the is cagey the with night the, is young the night is young she left with it we can always drive you're right the hotel's just up the road yeah. oh well she, I mostly want to hear her hear it when I screech the tires <laughs> you can do it tomorrow at the horse show. She'll have it at the even house. better. Yeah, yeah. We were. I at, might make a little pass through the arena. Hey, we were there one day and they were doing a Ford commercial. I think it was a Ford commercial there at Hardy Murphy, and they had opened up them gates, and like they come tearing up that dirt path, like from the covered arena into the Coliseum, and like cut a bunch of donuts, and then like haul butt back down the dirt lane. Do the same thing in the out. I mean, and they are slinging dirt in the air. It was good watching. Every time wow. I do that, somebody calls the cops. I know. I, they, they can't. Yeah, they do that. They do. I, I did that one time in um, Idaho, and I'm having a good time. I'm in somebody else's dually, and we're Is that just, Annie's. Yeah, it was Annie's, and we're just burning that circles in that arena. And uh, I get in a spot somehow where I I burn around there and get stopped, and here comes the damn security. And turning around is not a great option. So I hit reverse, and <laughs> being able to thread those doors to this day is amazing to me. <laughs> that was it. You didn't even pull no a mirror off? Shit, it up no mirror, nothing. Skill. skill was all it was. Feel. I could yep. feel the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that more often. I did that in Temecula a couple times too. So that segues us into uh, Jeff's post football career as a bounty hunter. We yeah, need, how'd you ease off into that from nowhere? Uh, well, it started off, I kicked someone's door in looking for somebody, and they said, What are you doing here? Are you a bounty hunter? And I said, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, did you get paid on that one 
Uh, not that one. <laughs> Evidently, there's a law in Oklahoma that even though you have the right to kick that door, you have to pay for that door. <laughs> what? I know. it's. I don't make the laws. I just every now and then get stuck by having to pay to them. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, you know, that, that all came to a, from a buddy of mine uh, who was a former... Uh, Whose ranger. door did you have the right to kick in, Jeff? Whoever's on that piece of paper that signed that they... Yeah, but you weren't a bounty hunter then. Yeah, I was. I was no, in the you said... <laughs> I was in the making. No. <laughs> no. It's when you found out you were born to be a bounty hunter. Tomato, dogs. tomatoes. You know, it's, like, it's all the same. You're like dogs that look at you. I mean, I possibly got a phone call that said, hey... Your stuff's in this house? Well, no, it was... I need some help from an actual bounty hunter. And he was looking for some help to go to a house. I just did. We didn't, we didn't talk about all the fine details. <laughs> Evidently that I needed to wait. I thought when he said, Hey, are you in there? That meant, Hey, go run and kick this door in. My buddy said I couldn't do it. Proved him wrong. <laughs> it, it all worked out for the good. Did you get that one? We did. We did. We got that one. But you had to pay for the door. I did not get paid on that one because evidently. <laughs> Your cut went to paying cut, for the door. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. That guy running that hotel was straight BS, if you ask me. I don't think he had a green card. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this day he didn't. <laughs> so, what? Uh, when is that? Uh, in your chronological life. Hey, we still haven't talked about you meeting Abby, so don't think we're getting past that. But still, yeah, when, we're, is, we're that? Already when past is that? When is that? Oh, no. We're already no, past as that. if you hadn't noticed, there's a lot of skipping. Right, right. <laughs> kind of like me in school. Um, <laughs> the uh, That was probably, I guess I did that for about three three, four years, and that was about three years ago. So about seven years ago is when I got started into it. Mm. Uh, buddy so right me. after the football retirement. Yes, yeah, yeah. right right after football. went. I right could see it. that coming. Yeah, you you got to get rid of your aggression somehow. I saw that. What better than somebody that owes the state money? Well, yeah, and you weren't <laughs> getting paid with football, and yeah. now you're getting paid. But nobody cared. If you don't well, actually, the there was that one game when I did get fined. <laughs> but other than yeah, that, hey, what was your worst moment in football? Uh, the very first game I ever played in. That didn't take long. Nope, nope. Uh, me and a tackle had differences of opinions, and on the same team. Nope, different different oh, teams. That's different all right teams, then. Different teams. He, uh, so we ended up settling those differences and. According to that little guy with the black and white shirt on, I couldn't play for two games and had to pay 250 bucks to the league and had to go to the locker room. And You're like, I'm not getting paid to play. Exactly. That's what you I said. How I said, how are you going to charge find me? me? And, that, you know, I, it was my first game. I'm like, yeah, you guys probably think that's cool. Let me, I'm paid this fine. And they're like, we don't pay those fines. I'm like, why the hell didn't you tell me that before? <laughs> 
like, idiot. <laughs> you learn. Nobody pays the fine. Nobody. Nobody. I did. I was. I was. Young After and that, you here's didn't. a thousand. Let me know when I know more. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I just go ahead and chalk that up for the next one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so now you start bounty hunting, but you're just helping a bounty hunter. So how long does it take to be one? Uh, we had to go through, uh, five different phases through, uh, through training, uh, from security guard to armed security guard, private investigator, firearms, and then bounty hunting. Who trained you? The Uh, state or the, the, yeah, an instructor for the state, uh, he was Uh cleat certified. He was actually a, a former uh, deputy for Ardmore, uh, for Carter County. Uh, he was the instructor. So you got to be a PI before you can be a bounty hunter. No, you just have to go through the PI school. I got you. I never actually. Is it PI school a state school? Uh, this here it is. Oh really? Uh, you you have to have that step. Uh, I did not have to take and get a license. For the PI, because the PI was considered, uh, I don't remember, I think it was phase four. Uh, I did not have to get the state license for that phase, but I had to complete it. Uh, and I had do you to do have it. to have a red Ferrari to no, be a PI? No, you do not. You don't. You do <laughs> not have to have a red Ferrari, but a black charger will work. Black charger works, okay. Yep. Mustache? Nah, that's a little, you know. Recommended? Said full beard now. Full beard, okay. Full beard. It's a Beard is a new mustache. Right. right. <laughs> Hawaiian shirt. If it's red hair like that, it's got to be a full beard. If it's black, it can right. be a mustache. Well, it depends on the day. It's getting a little more gray. It yeah. used to be nice and red. That comes with children. Everybody would be like, what? How would you got two different colors right there? Mm-hmm. How, long did it take to, how long did it take to go through that? You know, I don't really remember. It was a long time because we did night classes. Uh, like Tuesdays and Thursday nights, uh, it was it was quite a few hours to get through everything, and we did phase one all the way through. It was just one class after the next. Uh, we actually had a hard time getting. Uh, we had to get pepper spray and uh, taser certified to get our <laughs> license, and I had a hard time finding anyone that would allow us to take their class because we weren't law enforcement. Um, you know, I mean, kind of off the record, law enforcement looks at bounty hunters like these guys are a bunch of jokes. So as soon as I would say we had anything to do with the bounty hunting, yeah, sorry, we're we're done. We don't have any have anything for you. Uh, ah, we were. She was at a show in Tulsa, and I just happened to find a class in Sepulpa, and I called the guy and I said, "Hey, can we take this?" And he's like, "Well." He's like, right now, I don't have anybody signed up for it. I said, we have to have this class. Will you just spray us in the face and shock us <laughs> and let us so that we can we can get this certification? How much money do I have to pay you exactly. for you to spray me in the face with this pepper spray and hit me with that taser? And, Please. And you know, I didn't find this out afterwards, but he didn't technically have to spray us. <laughs> but he did. But he did. <laughs> so I, I told him, I said, look, I said, I said, how many people do you have to have to make your class work? And he said, I have to have a minimal of five people. I said, if me and another guy pay twice for like five, for five people, yeah. will you do the class for us? 
And he said, you know what? You pay, and you come down here and let me spray you in the face, and you can take my <laughs> test and pass it. I'll certify you. And I said, okay. That was... It sounds, like, worse? sounds like being a horse trainer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty close. It's <laughs> what pretty was close. worse, the pepper spray or the taser? Uh, pepper spray. By far, because you... Pepper spray, actually, when I got sprayed the first time, it was, I don't know what was in it. I'm going to go ahead and call it water, because when I went through the academy to be law enforcement, and they sprayed me in the face, they used straight up lava. And, and this was skin, after after this the, was after yeah I, I went to this deal when i when i got through the academy our last phase uh we started 24 people and when it came to getting pepper sprayed out on the field we were down to three people and i oof. said i said i got it made from here i went through dt and I, i'm pretty sure i died a couple of times out there in dt i know i did at least two or three times what's dt uh defensive tactics uh, they beat the snot out of us. <laughs> I have no other way. I, so when I, when I would show up for football for when practice would start for two days, I never showed up in shape. I mean, look at me. I, I can't get him, you know. You're I would not play really my way into shape. shape. Yeah. I thought that that would be a good idea for DT. Because <clears throat> I'm like, this is a week-long I got this. I got this. It's a week. I can take anything for a week. Hey, <clears throat> it was it was bad. It was bad. Like I say, I, I died a couple of times out there. Eight hours a day, nine, ten hours a day sometimes, all week long. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know how many hours we were out there, but it was it was bad. They like I say, we we only graduated three people out of the twenty four that started it. Uh, when when we went to the field that day, they said, you're going to run a gauntlet. We're going to spray you in the face with pepper spray. You're going to give us commands to get down, get away, pull in your, your blue gun. And they're like... What's a blue gun? Your blue gun is, is your training gun. It looks and feels, other than being blue and being fake, it looks and feels like a real firearm. So it, it holsters the same. It does everything the same other than it doesn't fire live bullets. They said, you're going to give us commands. You're going to tell us to get back. You're going to track where we move. Once we feel like you have done that, then we'll go to the first stage. The first stage, you'll find a baton laying on the ground. They'll call out strikes that we learned in, in DT. We'll have to do these strikes on somebody holding a pad. Once we've went through all the different strikes, then we'll move to the second stage. Second stage is you come in, a guy's holding a pad, and you give elbow and knee strikes, and they're calling these out. And this guy is running around, and you're having to track him after being sprayed in the face. And once they feel like you've done all that good, then you go to the third stage. And so when you start this, you're at the end zone. Is by now is the is the pepper spray starting to fade? Hell this, no, no, <laughs> no, no! It's it's just starting to warm up. Okay, <laughs> the longer you, I mean, you've never seen the amount of snot that comes out of someone's nose. You know how when you eat spicy Mexican food, your nose runs. 
yeah, we ain't on the same level. Right. We yeah. ain't even in the same county as what this stuff does to you. And when they started this, we were in the end zone. And we run from there after they spray us and you pull your gun to give your commands. You run from there to the corner of the 50 on the far side of the field. And that's stage one. Once you complete that, you run to the end zone on the other end. That's where stage two is. When you complete that, you run back to the corner of the 50. And when you come into the corner on the 50 there, you've got a guy holding a pad. And you come running in, and it's full tilt, no, no punches pulled. Take this guy to the ground, take his pad from him, and handcuff him while he fights you. And I'm like, you know, they're, they're telling us all, and, and like I say, we got three people. But they brought in four or five other counties that were all going through their academies. So all total, we had about 30 people going to run through this. And they tell us what we're going to do. And the instructor says, are there any questions? I said, absolutely. I got a question right here. And he says, what's your question? I said, can I go first? <laughs> he said, why in the hell would you want to go first? I said, because if I watch you do that to somebody else, I'm probably going to I'm waiting. <laughs> I said, so if I'm not the first one... I don't want to be a part of it. And uh, for some reason, they called me Sasquatch. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, yeah, Sasquatch. He says, bring your butt on out here first. And so I, I went out there, and I had it in my mind the whole time. You know, you're about 10 feet apart from somebody. And all along, everything that I've known about law enforcement with uh, the getting tased and the getting pepper sprayed, I've always said it's, it's a rite of passage. You know, it's the, it's the getting beat in the military to get into the special forces. It's, the, it's just what they did. But after going through it and having it done, I realized that there was a reason that they did it, and it wasn't anything to do with that. When you get sprayed in the face with pepper spray and you can't see and everything is a blur, you don't realize how you have to act and what you have to do when that's been done to you. You can buy pepper spray at Walmart. Right. So if you want to go out there and rob somebody or do something, you spray somebody in the face. Well, if I shoot you, I can honestly sit in court and tell somebody why I felt the need to shoot you with pepper spray. You didn't have anything. That, that's less, less lethal, right? That's, that's not going to, in turn, put my life in danger. But it does. Because after you sprayed... I can't see, right? But, you know, it's it, it, it's a whole different deal. So when they when they before they sprayed, I thought I'm going to see that. I'm going to see him do this. So I'm I'm already. I like to think I got kind of quick reflexes. You know, I'm like you know I'm going to as soon as he sprays. You know, it. I'm I'm going to come out here to the right. You know, maybe my right eye is going to get it. My left eye is going to be good. I'm going to pull my gun on him. I'm going to put him on the ground. I'm, and and this guy was ripped. I like 2% body fat, just, <laughs> just incredible body shape. And uh, I said, I'm, I'm going to put him on, I'm going to put him on the ground. Man, he sprayed me in the face. I couldn't see nothing. I didn't even know. Didn't know who sprayed spray. you. I did, yeah, exactly. I had no clue. It was really him. <laughs> and the, the farther I went through that thing, the madder I got. And they, they like to continually play the video in the classroom afterwards when I got to the third stage. 
And evidently, Ray Lewis called and said, that's a pretty good hit. (laughs) (laughs) That guy actually didn't make it through the course. (laughs) But getting getting pepper sprayed and uh, and taser is, you know, it it, it locks you up for a second and and it gives you a full, it's it's a lot harder of a hit than touching that electric fence, but we've all done it. But when we went through Tough Mudder, and we felt that same, yeah. that shock. That's and, about and, it. And it just locks you up, and you yeah. drop down, and you're like, oh, I'm on the ground. Why, why I'm on the ground? But when it's over, it's over, not like exactly. pepper spray. Just keeps. Pepper spray. The ne- I got home. I had, I had my dad who came up. He drove all the way out here from Tennessee to see me get sprayed in the face. I don't know why they were, like, drawing <laughs> names out of a hat <laughs> before we left. And there was a lot of sad faces when, when he was like, oh, that's me. I don't. I don't know what that had to do with anything. <laughs> a little payback, today. yeah. You know, when uh, we got in the truck, and he said, uh, "He said, now which way do I go?" I said, "I don't have a clue. I can't see shit." I said, "I'm just going to sit over here and close my eyes." And, and I, I took Johnson's baby shampoo. Uh, they, they said, "Bring that." You know, wash your face. I washed my face for 20 minutes. I threw the Johnson's baby shampoo out and got the Dawn dish soap. And I'm getting guy. I'm like, just, just put this in my eyes. Put it in my eyes. And they told us, they, they did, you know, you know how it is when somebody tells you something, you know more than they do. They said, don't go home and get in the shower. And you did. I did. That water set it on fire. Reactivated. Oh. Everything. The only difference that it used to be contained in my face. (laughs) (laughs) Used to be. (laughs) Have you ever laid down in the shower and cried like a baby? Kind of a personal question, Jeff. (laughs) Well, that's a yes. That's (laughs) That's a yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not because of pepper spray. (laughs) Well, you got me there. (laughs) No, it was over a breakup. So back to when. (laughs) With your mom. (laughs) I didn't mean that, Mrs. Dilday. You're our only listener. Yeah, no. Great. Now you've alienated half yep. of our listeners. <laughs> so when you met Abby. <laughs> was it like the pepper spray? It was a lot like the pepper spray. <laughs> I think if I remember correctly, I heard stories of uh, her and her sister making fun of the way I talked. I mean, come on, I come from East Tennessee in the hills. I mean, I didn't have shoes. We didn't need them there. <laughs> you know, you got better grip running up and down the sides of the mountains without your shoes on. You just grab your toes. And... So they uh, they make fun of the, the way I talk a lot. A lot. Still? Still. Still. It still hurts. Not as much as it did. You know. Get calloused up. Right. 
I didn't know. Did your does your sister still speak English? <laughs> she does. Okay. I didn't. Know. I Why sure. wouldn't she? Well, she she went Italian on us. Oh yeah. Hmm. You know the saying. I can't stand them Italians. <laughs> I can. It's supposed to be a family friendly show. It's supposed to be Guineas. a safe. It's supposed to be a safe space around here, Russell. Damn guineas. <laughs> no, I married one. I know. Yeah. yeah. Now her family's after you and. Marco's family's after yeah, you as not, well. They're not all still here. <laughs> That's the ones you got to watch. That's the ones you don't know about. <laughs> so we Abby, what? We need to hear some interesting bounty hunting stories. Yeah. Is he just going to keep letting him get off on the Abby stories? I, I like your idea, Chris. <laughs> It ain't. It, uh, we've tried three. We just keep. We can, you keep hitting it, and we keep getting a little more. So just you hit a little. It's like training horses, Russell. You don't have. I mean, if the sunbuck don't turn good, it ain't gonna do no good just to stay here and turning. That's why you're winning, and I'm not. You got to get a little, and then you go do something else, and you come back and you revisit it, and you get a little, and you go back, and then you come back and you revisit it. That's how it works. What was your worst bounty hunting story? My worst one? Yeah. Uh, that'd be experience. Every, everyone that got away. How many has that been? I. What was the toughest one you caught? <laughs> the toughest one would would have been in Tulsa. Always it's so, about Tulsa. Yeah. I Fort, is. Tulsa. You look at the first 48, it's Tulsa. always Tulsa. Yeah. Our friend and old customer, Jack Grimes, he just got... I mean, they found his body in Tulsa for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Rest his soul. Yeah. Son of a gun. Tulsa's a rough, rough joint. I'm too young I was, to marry. Logan was, I don't know, she was a few months old at this time. And I was literally sitting in her room one night, rocking her, trying to get her to sleep. And I get a text message from, uh, from one of the guys that we worked for. And he said, uh, can you go to Tulsa? And I said, <laughs> rocking my daughter to sleep right now, you know? And he's like, no, really, it's $100,000 bond. Oh, Yep, I can go to Tulsa. And then I said, mm-hmm. So would you get paid on a percentage of the bond? You'd get 10% of the bond. So 10000 bucks is what it was going to pay for us to catch that person. And I said, uh, I said, well, I got, you know, what, what, do we, what do we have? What do we, what do we got? And uh, so he sent me all the stuff, and he said, uh, he said, I'm going to send you a screenshot of this guy's girlfriend and I might, might not have allegedly had a fake Facebook uh, set up by the Jerome Davis. And he said, uh, he said, I think if Jerome would talk to this girl, we'd find out where this guy is. And I said, okay. So Jerome got on Facebook and Jerome started talking to this girl and even better than her telling where he was, the jealous boyfriend started Chime sending in. Jerome messages. Won't know what I was doing, talking to this girl, you know, yada, yada, yada. So as I'm sitting there rocking my daughter, I'm, you know, being Jerome, being, being, Jerome, being a tough guy, you know. <laughs> what tell you what? You tell me where you are, 
you know, so one thing led to another and tell me where he was. So <laughs> tell the guys that I work, work you with. You can't fix stupid. Nope, you cannot. But zip ties cuff them down. Yeah, we didn't even use the zip ties that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I sent her a message and I'm like, I got to go to Tulsa. So she's like, well, I'm not going to say what she said, but she's like, <laughs> fine. Hey, we're all married. We know what that means, right? right? <laughs> so we take off to Tulsa. We go to Tulsa. And we're setting on. I mean, I, I had this guy send me a picture of where he wanted to meet me. I mean, we're we're going to fight. So he sends me a picture of this place, and I, I'm sitting there on Google Maps, and, and lo and behold, I'm pulling up. I'm like, I think this dude is legit. I think he's... I think he's telling me exactly where he is. He sends me the picture of this place. I find out that it's in a Section 8 apartments in Tulsa. So we go up there. We're sitting on this place, and, and we'd been there a couple hours. And, you know, when you pull into a place like that, no matter how much you think you don't stick out. Oh, yeah. Right. No. You stick out. Yeah. So we're we're sitting in my uh, expedition. Uh, expedition and I can see these people coming out of these apartments and they're just looking at us and going back in and I'm like I don't know guys this is like we're probably going to be here for a while it's like how many guys you got with you on this there there was three of us yeah uh my buddy that was former well surely he wouldn't expect you to show up by yourself if we're gonna fight over his girl here yeah well (coughs) I don't know this this guy wasn't that smart (laughs) Um, so we, anyway, we, we decide that we need to go take a bathroom break and, uh, and go get some food. So we leave, we pull up to a gas station and, you know, we, we get out, we're all geared up. I mean, we got bulletproof vests on, tack pants. I mean, more, more than anything, we look military and, uh, we've got all of our bounty hunting stuff, patches and stuff on. And I tell the guy at the, the gas station, I said, I asked him, I said, Hey, where's your, where's your bathroom? He says, we don't have bathrooms for your kind. Go ahead and hit the road, dude. I'm like, well, okay, cool, you know. So go back to the truck. And I'm like, yeah, they don't like our kind here. We'll go on to Burger King. So we leave there. We didn't know it at the time, but we left there, and while we're sitting at Burger King, a Tulsa PD pulled in at the same gas station. After While he was just sitting in the parking lot, car drove by and they opened fire on him <gasps> we have no clue any of this has happened we're at burger king getting there you know burgers we go back and we're fixing to pull into this apartment complex and i see this guy in what looks to be like a swat uniform running across the road slam on the brakes i'm driving i'm like did you guys see that and they're like yeah like we look like like police or somebody all of a sudden <clears throat> helicopters are out I mean, there's people swarm. There are literally cops climbing over the walls of the privacy fences. I mean, this place is crawling with them. So we're all sitting there. So we, we pull our guns and we lay them on the dash. We open doors up. They hit us, I mean, hard. You know, we, we show them our stuff, tell them what we're there for. I'm like, what? What is, what is going on? I'm like, you guys are screwing up our bounty hunting. <laughs> you know, and, and when we went in, before we went anywhere, when we got into that county, we'd call that county, and we'd call their local law enforcement, we'd tell them what we were doing. And most of the time, 99% of the time, they were more than happy to help. And 
they made notice of what we were in, license plates, where we were, and they their their law enforcement knew we were there. So they're like, all right, yeah, we got you guys. I said, well, somebody just opened up fire on a cop. And they're like, we're tearing this place apart. And we're like, well, there goes bounty hunting. So we ended up coming back from Tulsa with nothing. And I'm I'm ticked, you know. I haven't even got home, and this dude's messaging me, you know, calling me out. I knew you weren't going to show, you know, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, here we go again. So I keep this guy going for a couple of days. And finally, we're, we're going to do this again. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm messaging this girl, and he keeps on and keeps on. And so we, we go back to Tulsa. And his sister actually lived in this apartment complex where we were supposed to meet. Well, we show up. We didn't know about her at first until we got there, and we're doing some digging. And I'm like, "Hey, he's got family here, so we think maybe that's where he's staying at." You know, so we go over there and we go to the house, and you know, we get out and cover the front and the back, and go in and talk to him. Sister, you know, she's like, "No, he's not here." And they were actually in the process of moving out of there, and they're loading stuff into the truck, and we're like. All right, well, you know, he just used, we've see, seen it all the time, somebody used a family member that they weren't connected to their address, and it had nothing to do with where they were. They knew they weren't showing up for court, and they weren't paying their bonds, hmm. and somebody was going to be looking for them. So they weren't going to tell you where they were. And <clears throat> so we're standing in the, in the uh, front yard talking to these people, and they're nice as they can be, and we're standing there, and we're talking, and out of the corner of my eye, I see a city bus pull in. I see this dude get off, and he starts walking towards us. And he's 100, 150 yards away, and he just stops, and he's staring at us. I'm like, hey, guys, what's the chances? And all of a sudden, this guy turns and takes off in a full sprint. I'm like, shit, that's our guy. So me and my, my buddy that got me into this, him and I take off running. We had... <laughs> He had, my buddy had drove up this time, and he didn't particularly like anyone else driving his truck, so the keys were in his pocket. Usually when we took a vehicle, no matter whose it was, when we got out of it, the keys went under the floor mat. So if somebody, anybody had to jump in that vehicle, they had keys to it. So me and my buddy, we take off, and we're hauling butt across this uh, huge Section 8 apartment complex. Dude runs into an apartment. We hit this apartment, go running up. They're all standing there, and they're like, he, he, he went upstairs. We go upstairs. I come running around the corner. You know, we're, we're trying to go in tactfully. I mean, I don't know if this guy's got a gun or what, and we're trying to clear it as we go, and I get to the top, and I turn the stairwell, and this guy's standing by the, the window. And I start yelling at him, and he just bails out the window. Me being a little slow, I thought he jumped out the window. I can jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped out that window, too. If I had looked first, I would not have jumped out that window. But I jumped out that window. Man, I tell you what, the only thing that stopped my fall was the ground. And it stopped it like that. <laughs> I'm kind of hitting the ground. I'm kind of rolling. My buddy comes and almost kicks the back door open. I'm laying right there. He's like, what are you doing? Get up. The dude's running. So he's like, which way did he go? 
I don't know, man. Down. <laughs> jumped, well, down out, last he, I seen him. He jumped out the window and I followed, but he ain't laying here like I am. <laughs> and he's too Nimble old. bastard like a cat. Yeah, man, I mean, like a puma. <laughs> <laughs> These two old women pull up in this car on the street. And cougars. Like, cougars. Cougars. Cougars and pumas. Cougars and pumas. But it's Tulsa. Tulsa. They got the zoo. <laughs> So this old woman, and usually anytime anyone, even in law enforcement today, someone tries to help you, bless her heart, whatever they say, don't listen to it. <laughs> don't listen to it. And this old woman, she says, are you looking for the guy running? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, he went that way. He went up there to that trucking company and turned and went through their yard. Okay, lady. Thanks a lot. I go the other direction. And I mean, I'm I'm running, I'm running. I my my hamstrings are screaming. Actually, they quit screaming and they just they just were like, "We're done. You can't run no more. You're gonna walk." And I'm like, "This guy did not go this way." I'm like, maybe they're right. So I turn around. And I head back the other way. About this time, I pass the other guy. I said, "Hey, which direction have you went?" And he said, "Well, I went to the trucking. There's a trucking company down there, but I didn't go." around their fence. He goes, it goes out to the highway. I said, I'm going to go that way. About this time, here comes a car in, driving through yards. I'm, I'm thinking this car's going to run into us. I'm thinking, this dude's done stole a car, and he's going to take us out in this car. It's the third guy that was with us. He went to get my buddy's truck. My buddy had the keys in his pocket. Truck's locked. He couldn't get in the truck, so he commandeered. <laughs> Someone's someone's old caddy. That opens up a whole new, <laughs> whole whole new. Think See kicking in the doors is bad. <laughs> so so he pulls up in this car, and I'm like, "What are you doing in the car?" He's like, "What are you guys doing going in circles?" He's like, "I'm coming up here. I, I brought us a vehicle. I couldn't get in that one." I'm like, "Ah, cool." <laughs> I'm like, "Give me a ride to the trucking company." <laughs> so. So he drives me off the trucking company, and they got this big, huge wood fence. And I see this board that is out of the fence, and it's kicked to the inside. I'm like, maybe. So I go over, I'm looking, I see all these scuff marks and shoe treads, and I don't know what this guy's wearing or nothing. I'm like, well, somebody ran through here. I'm going to tell you, I couldn't fit through the board. (laughs) So I have to go all the way around. And there's a guy that works for the trucking companies out in the yard. And I hollered at him, I said, hey, did you see a guy come through here? He had on a red sweatshirt. He's about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, so, I mean, big, tall, skinny guy. Had a backpack. I said, did you see a guy through? Yeah. He said he got in a black Dodge. I said, he did. He said, yep. He said, that black Dodge picked him up. I said, really? Like a single cab, four-door, or what? And he said, no, it's a single cab. I said, you're, you're 100%. He said, absolutely, dude, happened right here. He said, you about run over me, come through the fence back here. I'm like, this guy's got to be on his, on his game, right? He has to have the correct story to go along. So I look up, and I see this truck pull out and turn on the interstate right there, and he's heading towards me, and it's a single-cab black Dodge. And I said, so I radio my guys. I'm like, I got him. He's in this single-cab black Dodge. They're on the interstate. I'm going to stop the truck. I don't know. I'm going to stop the truck. I'm, I, you know, I'm on foot. <laughs> so I'm walking out there, and I just walk right across two lanes of the 
interstate right there, and I walk right out in the left lane. This black Dodge is in the left lane, and I hear my earpiece, but I can't understand what's being said. I'm looking at this truck, and it's it's coming at me. It ain't slowing down. I'm like, yeah, he's in that truck. So I'm fixing the unholster. I'm going to stop this truck, a $100,000 bond. I'm like, what the, what what'd they say? So I, I hit my mic. I said, you know, what'd you say? He says, right as, as I'm fixing the clear leather, he says, I got him. I go ahead and I reholster and I get out of the middle of the interstate. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy went back to his truck since he had the keys, jumped in his truck, went driving back up there while the other guy was taking me around the other way. And when he pulled up to stop, the guy almost ran into the cyber's truck. Now, he was driving a black four-door Chevy Denali, nowhere near a black Dodge. <laughs> but, hey, you know. He did the moment. Yeah, I guess. So That, was, that, that old was, boy in the black Dodge was fixing to have a bad day, though. He was about to have a really bad day. <laughs> or I was. I, I don't know Somebody. which one. But, Possibly both, <laughs> you know. So uh, that was the day that I learned to uh, not take what somebody else said for. You should listen much. to the old lady and not the other dude. Exactly. She, <laughs> she would have saved me a lot of running. A lot of running. <laughs> I mean, I still couldn't fit through that fence. I don't know how I got through that fence. And then we're we're almost. We had to take him back to Tulsa, or uh, we were in Tulsa County, and we had to take him back to Cleveland County. And that was about a two-hour ride, if I remember correctly. And we're, he's like, I don't know, he's like, I don't know how you guys found me. And I'm, I'm sitting behind him, and I, I haven't said anything. And the guy driving, he's like, man, you told us right where you were. He's like, I didn't tell y'all nothing. I haven't talked to anybody, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you told us exactly where you what were. What about Jerome Davis? And he said, he said, well, you didn't tell us, but you told Jerome. And that guy sat there for a second. And he looked over at him, and he said, you know Jerome? And he goes, yeah, kind of. Known him for a while. He's in the truck right now. <laughs> and he looks around at everybody, and he looks back at, at him, and he says, he ain't in this truck. He says, yeah, he is. He said, no, he's not. He says, you're three white guys. That's not who I talk to. So I pulled up on my phone to... It's amazing the pictures you can find on Google. Right. <laughs> so I, I still had that picture on my phone. I pulled it up and I stuck it around to him. I said, does that look like him? And he turned around, his eyes got about that big, and he said, man, you said some nasty stuff to me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you did that. <laughs> and then he just turned back around. And he was, he was brokenhearted <laughs> at the things that I said. He's like, I can't believe you'd do something like that. So I can't believe you'd run from us. <laughs> I said, I thought, I thought we were going to meet. Thought we were, I thought we were his friends. Yeah, we were, <laughs> can't we leave gonna, me half shorn. We were going to meet at the fountain, which was out front of the apartments. I said, we were going to meet at the fountain. He said, oh, I ran right to it. <laughs> <laughs> he held up his end. He did. He did. We got, him to, we got him back to Cleveland County and opened the door and went to get him out. And usually every one of those guys, every single one of them that we ever caught, once they were in handcuffs and then the, we, we were like buddies by the time we got to wherever we were going. You know, they're, they're all, most of them are 
still good people that right. just did stupid things and, and got caught up in things. But uh, I opened the door, and I went to get him out, and he kind of fell down on, on one knee. And he looked up at me, and he said, man, I ain't trying to be a prick. He said, I just can't walk. He says, you guys run me to death. He <laughs> said, you think you could help me? I said, well, I could if you hadn't ran me to death. <laughs> How am I going to help you when I'm barely making myself walk? So we, we got to hold each other, and we, we hobbled in <laughs> to Cleveland County to their jail. And then we both had to go get medically cleared. <laughs> That's awesome. So what was the worst one that got away? Well, like I say, every one of them. We didn't. We didn't. Were there many that got away? There a lot of time, more than was that. Was was that like a typical kind of a catch story, or was that a very memorable? That was just the most memorable because when we chased that guy, when I say I ran a mile and a half, I probably was like two miles in, right? (laughs) Full speed, as hard as I could run, the middle of summer in Tulsa, full gear. You know, losing radios and magazines and stopping and picking all this stuff up and finding shiny rocks and putting them in my pocket. I, I like to collect stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, that was just one of the, the most memorable because when we went up there the first time, you know, with, with everything that happened there, that, right. was, that was kind of a, uh, yeah, no, yeah. you know, I'm like, wait a minute, people We're, up. People don't like cops. <laughs> Did uh, were there some guys that just kept getting away that were kind of wise to it, or I mean, I most of them. I was only I was only into it for three years before I moved over to the law enforcement. So we had a pretty good record. I mean, we by the time that third year rolled around, we had people all over the state that were calling in and requesting us uh we we had a pretty good track record we we did we tried to do all of our homework before we left home so how does it who calls you the bondsman the bondsman yep yep the bondsman uh and and the bad part about it one of the reasons i mean i did it as a (laughs) as a hobby you know chase people i mean it's better than it's, driving to football practice exactly, four days a week you know, for I mean, free you, you still get to fight people on the street and you, but you get to kick doors i mean come on you, yeah you ever kick right. somebody's door in i i i have then actually you, yeah then you know the feeling yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's hard to beat yeah you know it's kind of like going in market 75 mm-hmm. it's leaving you want to kick another one yeah <laughs> the uh but uh, we, we had a good we had a good track record. Like I say, we 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 did all of our homework at home, and and we tried to make sure that when we left, we were coming back with something. Now sometimes it took a couple of trips, you know, because the, the way it would work, if you write that bond, and that person misses court from that day, you have twelve months to get them back into custody into jail and get your money back if you pay 10 12 months 12 months really so So if they evade you for 12 months you're out yep really they make it past the 12 month without getting picked up or getting arrested or you finding them you're out that money that you wrote into the state on so that state keeps that money if you get them back 
you get all that money back. And for some of the people that are more upstanding that might be listening to this, bondsmen, as well as I've, you know, some they set bail. Mm-hmm. So they set a hundred thousand dollar bail. Which, that bondsman's got to put up ten percent. No, he puts up that hundred thousand. Oh no, kidding! All but it. it's on paper. Uh, I don't remember the exact percentages, but uh, if you want to be a bondsman, you have to come up with X amount of dollars. And if you don't have those dollars, uh, say fifty thousand, uh, you can get people that you can ride under. Uh, you have you know wealthy people that have these bondsmen ride under them, and if they pay in say fifty thousand to the state, they can write on two hundred and fifty thousand. So you're sitting there and you're you're working your bonds that are out and that are cleared. So if if you write somebody, if you go bond them out at ten thousand bucks. Uh, it's going to cost them $1,000 to get out. 10%. 10% on the on the top right then. The the convict or the person that's arrested, right. it's going to cost and them 1000 And And every bondsman works it different. You know, if you still, you're still paying 10000 But right then on that spot might be 1000 Depending on how that bondsman wants to work it, they may say, no, I need half of this money up front. And then we'll work out payments on the other half. But so if they, they write you and they bond you out of jail and you miss your court, you don't show up or you quit paying them, they have every right to go and get you, put you back in jail. So if you've been out for three, four months, and you didn't, and all you did, you showed up to court like you were supposed to, but you didn't pay your bondsman, he can go and get you and take you back to jail. And then he can say, I'm, <laughs> I'm off this. You've already not paid me. But now you can. So does the state pay that bonds back when if he he brings that old boy in? Well, that bondsman will keep that money that is on that. So that's how the bondsman makes his money is off of that. But obviously, if that bondsman goes and and his reputation is bonding people out and going and picking that person up and putting them back in jail, well, that that word's going to spread. So he's not going to get much business. Right. So what they do, if, if you miss court or you don't pay, a lot of times they'll set and they will check and they will wait for you to get arrested. If you're picked up and arrested in another state, if they find that you've been arrested, they can call that jail. They get a piece of paper sent over to them. They'll send that into the state. They get their money back that they wrote out on you because you were in jail. So they didn't have to pay a bounty hunter 10% of that bond, which is what they would be making on that bond. They didn't have to pay that somebody to go find you. They waited on you. So for us as a bounty hunter... So if they hire you, it's just to save their butt. Like yes, they're not making 100%. no money. Like They're not paying you so they can make... Well, they've, already, they've probably already gotten the 10% down. Right, like uh, yeah. they don't go bond someone else that can't pay them the ten percent. Sure, so right. they've got that money; they're going to use it to pay the bounty hunter, and then they're going to get their money back from the state, and that so that deal's just, a wash. They, they just, don't make their interest. Right, they lost ninety percent. They will unless they got more than ten percent out of them, or they lean something, or you know something. But still, but that just seems like they're not. I just don't. I'm well, they're not, making, I'm not seeing the earning but, potential on this. Well, it's business. a ten percent on all the people that don't run. Yeah, 
it's a lot and it's and they can pull more than 10 percent off it's not it doesn't have to be 10 percent yeah they it can, can be ma- whatever they th- yeah set. they can say hey it's 10 percent and you give me the papers on that car if you run i'm keeping the car you know i mean it can be yeah it's 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 literally kind of whatever they want to set up and i don't know if there's really any regulation part that says I mean, how the much guy, they can charge right, the, we might ought to get into the cow horse full contact bonds business the bonds business we, we know a bounty hunter good no i i had to give up that license to go law enforcement and in order to go back which to is that, insane to me they would go hand in hand i would think well <laughs> i have a conflict that. of interest <laughs> yeah, not it, really that's, that's what they say <laughs> Uh, because we have just a, lot a of little resources. extra cash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still chasing the bad guy. Just yeah, gonna get paid twice paid for more. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, hey, it, we all got to work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, to give up that license, if I wanted to go back, then I have to wait five years from when I gave up my law enforcement before you go before back I and can bounty. go back to bounty hunting. Now, could you go back and be a PI? Really? Five years. Wow. To keep my guess. I don't know. Nobody's ever actually told me Keep why, from everybody loading just, up while they're in law enforcement yeah, and going switching and flip-flopping. And, huh. It's mm. like being a damn non-pro. You got to sit up five years. Yep. Just like that. <laughs> so many parallels. So how did... What about when you first met Abby? <laughs> She gone. <laughs> she gone. She gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all history, right? Yeah, well, we don't know it. <laughs> and if you don't learn it, <laughs> you're destined to repeat it. The problem with schools these days is they're not teaching history. Yeah. That is true. Uh-huh. And I sucked at history when I, had, I was supposed to take it. Um. So it I mean, took you a year to get rid of the old girlfriend? She was hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which... I mean, who could blame her? With me, there... I mean, have you met this one? <laughs> exactly. Was she drawn to your... What was she drawn to? I think she just liked the way I talked. But that's what she made fun of. Right. Women are. Weird. Are you the? <laughs> they, are you an only child? I am. Hmm. I see. Why do you say hmm like that? <laughs> you got a problem with only children? Oh, just explain. Because I got a, a, I got a friend that's real big, and he's an only child. And he might took offense to that. Yeah, and you're gonna have an only child too. Yes, I am gonna. So have you an only should child. prepare yourselves. <laughs> I know what's coming. Yeah, you know what's worse for y'all is you were only child boys. What's that got to do with the price tea in China? Well, you've got only child girls. Yes, we do. And they throw it in, and the they're going to torment you with their choices. Oh, and I want you to both said, think about your choice. Cho- you both think about the choices you made early on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You shut up. I hate you, Russell. 
<laughs> Have you ever seen a 338 Lapua Mag? <laughs> it won't stop your fate. <laughs> it'll, it'll cover that couch right there. I know. And that round. She's going to find someone just like you that doesn't matter. There, there was only one. <laughs> well, maybe worse. <laughs> As bad as I hate to say it, if she can find one like me, it's bad enough. I, I'll I'll go with that. <laughs> have you have you seen the people nowadays? Oh my god! I mean, now they don't in, even know if they're boy or girl. In in all seriousness, a, a good close friend of mine, a couple years ago, he asked me. He said, uh, "How do you take your wife going to all these shows?" I said, "What are you talking about? How do I take it?" He's like, well, how, "How do you take it?" I said. I, day by day, I don't know. What, what, are you, what are you asking me? He's like, how do you take her being gone to all these shows? You ain't worried? I said, worried about what? He's like, worried about some, somebody, you know, maybe maybe she sees somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> have, have you looked around? I said, if she's looking, that's why she keeps coming home. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There ain't much out there. There's Somebody. nothing out there. And I'll be damned if she didn't come home one day and she said pretty much the same thing. She's like, her and her sister was talking and she said somehow they, it came up and she said, you know, I'm, I'm in English. I think it was English. It might have been broken. Could have been broken. Said, you know, if I was looking right now, I think I'd be in trouble. <laughs> Damn, Damn right. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> Damn yeah, right. All the good ones are taken. Yeah. Obvious. <laughs> so me and your wife, we dance after the Snuff Bit final. And somebody says, Me and Abby, y'all dance a lot. Now Bit Final's I'm like, well yeah, my wife don't like dance. She went back to the trailer. I'm like, well, She quit. Is anything weird? I'm like, have you met her husband? <laughs> okay. I said, I I've known a, Abby I a, forever. I got and, a text message that night that you do you know who your wife's dancing with? I said, honestly, my first guest was Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I failed. Yep, you failed. You Chris let me, swooped in yep, on me. Just came in under the radar. <laughs> yeah. Pot liquor. Blindsided. <laughs> all right. Pot liquor. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're all okay. I'm like, I've danced with Abby for a long time. I'm like, there ain't no danger or nothing. Like, her husband popped my head off like a zit. Like, I mean, this is, oh, it's all going to be okay. Like, my wife went to her trailer. She don't like to dance. Jeff's real sociable, but he don't seem to like to dance. But I don't know. It seems like me and Abby end up dancing a fair bit. People say that I got the wrong color, skin tone, to be dancing. Uh-huh. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't either. If I've had a few drinks, I think I'm pretty good. Yeah, no. You know? Well... I, we're just going to have to test it out. Test it out. <laughs> so you can dance with Abby, and I'll dance with Sarah because I got to pick her up, carry her ass out there. Yeah. And Jeff can dance with Tana. There you go. And we'll all be good. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how can yeah, people worry he, about such he things? He said, uh, I, I said, it's probably Russell. He said, no. <laughs> I said, it's that Dawson. And I, I, I am laying in bed. I'm watching TV. <laughs> I said, who is it? 
Chris. I said, hell, I know a lot of Chris's. <laughs> he said, Chris Dawson. I said, damn, I'm going to send him a text right now and tell him to get it. <laughs> and he, so then my phone starts ringing, and I'm like, damn, I, I, come on, I don't answer a phone call. That's why I don't like texting, because you know you got me right there. And yeah, and now me. you know that I like, need to answer. Yeah, it's like 9.30 at night. Come on. I'm like, son of a... I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know? I'm like, well, yeah, you just told me. <laughs> He's like, you all right with that? You need me to go You need me to go step in? I said, I don't need you to go step in. <laughs> I said, trust me. I said, if she's dancing with Chris, she's all right. We're safe. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay. All right, man. I mean, I like him and everything. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know how I'd react to getting that, you know, phone call and I was at home and he was dancing with my wife. I said, yeah, think about being the one to call and make that call. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you got a point. Don't, I mean, don't judge others by yourself. Hey, snitches get stitches. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's good stuff right there. And then she 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 said something about the uh, the after deal. I said, "Yeah, did you have a good time dancing?" Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. Said something about going on. I said, well, "How's Chris? Is he all right?" <laughs> he was just fine. <laughs> How did you know? I know things. I know everything. Jerome told me. Jerome. Jerome. Come on, Jerome. Jerome had been, been silent for a while. He actually got his Facebook shut off. He got hacked. Damn it. Jerome got hacked. Jerome, man. He, he'd never seen it coming either. My wife You know, did. He, he caught a prostitute in Tulsa. Jerome did. did Jerome he? did, yeah. Sent her a message and said... Uh, she was advertising on her Facebook that she was doing private parties. And Jerome said, do you want to come over here to the Best Western? And she said, how much money you got? So Jerome Googled a picture of a stack of money and sent it to her. And lo and behold, 30 minutes later, party. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> and the best part was, actually the best part was the look on the, uh, the lady's face at the at the desk when we walked up, and I said, "All right, you know, I'm in full gear." Told her who I was, showed her my my credentials. I said, "I've got a really weird story for you." She's like, "Okay." <laughs> I said, I'm looking for a skip. She thinks she is coming here to do a private party. Can I use one of your rooms? And she goes, you know how many times I heard that story? <laughs> I said, uh, she says pay up front yeah. by the hour. She did. I said, I said, well, this isn't that big a skip. And if I pay for this room with the money I spent at Bucky's, God almighty. I said, I'm not going to make anything on this. I said, I'm, I promise you this is straight up legit. She stood there for a second. She said, I tell you what. She handed me a room key. She said, in two hours, 
I shut that room card off. I said, done. I said, I hope we're not here in two hours. I said, I'll come back. I'll give you the key back when she shows up. I'll make the bed. I'm, I clean. <laughs> won't even, won't even, you won't even know we were there. And uh, so she did. She gave us, gave us the room, and uh, I sat down in the, in the parking lot, and this girl showed up, kissed her daughter goodnight. <gasps> in her car. In her car. Let her mom get out of the back and drive away. Oof. Hard living. Yeah. That was about the time when it was like, yeah, this is, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she still went to jail, but. This is getting was, weird. Yeah. So her was, daughter drove the car away or no, no, her no, mom no. drove her the car? Her mom drove. She drove there. Her daughter's in the front seat. Her daughter could not have been six, seven, eight years old. And, and her mom she, was with her. She pulls in. Three generations. Yep. All three. Right there in the parking lot. Yep. The way we figured is maybe we were helping break that chain. Right, and that's all you can do. But her her mom got out of the back, walked around, said something to her, got in the car, and drove away. Yeah, I was Woof. And then uh, when she came to the room, knocked on the room, the two guys that I uh, work with, they were, they were in the room. I came up the the elevator behind her and uh she was standing at the door when when the elevator opened up we were right by the the stairway one guy was in the stairway one guy was in the room i had the elevator and uh she's standing there and we put her in cuffs and told her you know what was up I said now I said do you, you have any weapons on you and she goes kind of <laughs> kind of answer is kind of. I said, I either have weapons or I don't. You know, it's, a, it's a yes or no. And she said, yes. And I said, okay. I said, what have you got? She goes, I got a couple of knives. Okay. I said, where are they at? She said, well, I got two of my boots. And she had these boots that went up over her knees. Yeah. And when I say this girl was four foot tall, <laughs> she was probably pushing three six tiniest thing you've ever seen were you going to charge her to go up on you or what oh well you weren't going down <laughs> for sure she wasn't so so we take and i said well i'm gonna i'm gonna pull your boots off so i pull her boots off three pocket knives fall out of this first boot you know just regular folding pocket knives right you know? that's kind of weird all right like she goes well you're gonna get the others <laughs> you got more? She goes, yeah, my other boot. So I, she picks her foot up. I pull the other boot off. You ever seen Crocodile Dundee? <laughs> She's got one. That's what was in this other boot. That's not a knife, mate. Hey, mate. That was a knife. <laughs> I said, what are you doing? Was she a Sheila? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> We only had two hours, and oh. she waited like an hour to get there, so we had to, you know, get out of there before they charged me. I said, what are you doing with this? And she goes, do you know how weird the people I meet? <laughs> Touche. Stupid question. <laughs> Anything else? Nope. 
Like, <laughs> it was a long pause, but it's good for me. You just we're gonna keep you handcuffed till we get there. <laughs> Picked her up, set her on the center console because she couldn't sit in a regular seat. Little feet in the back there. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have been safe. <laughs> put her, put her on the console, and took her on. It wasn't Tiny Tina, was it? Tina was not her name. Oh, that's good. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Tina? That's a long story. <laughs> well, you got somewhere to go. <laughs> so we never got around about how uh, how we met Abby. I uh, went to work for her dad. <laughs> so uh, when did you decide you would marry her? I don't. How long did you date before you got married? A long time. Uh, we got married in 06. I think I went to work for her dad in 01, the end of 01. Like that, five years. So, yeah, four years you dated. It's about the about the point in time when uh, well, it was actually it was at the Quarter Horse Congress. That's that's when it was. When you met her? No, oh. that, you I changed. Yep, yeah, I changed. I went over to the dark side. <laughs> you know how those AQHA shows get you, man. You, you just. <laughs> They say if you can get out of the Congress with your wife and your customers, you were the winner. <laughs> I didn't have any customers, but I took a wife home. <laughs> the girlfriend was gone. Yeah. Yeah, she showed up at that. No <laughs> made for an interesting stall visit. All to prepare you for your future in bounty hunting. Yeah. And conflict. And uncomfortable situations. Um, yeah. Pretty much everybody would be like, are you uncomfortable? You have no idea what I've been through. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Like a normal day. How long did it take your father-in-law to warm up to you? Uh, he still hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's not accurate. He would probably... <laughs> lie and say that he has but a month ago yeah there's <laughs> nothing like a granddaughter to warm a warm a father-in-law's heart to right yeah that's what i found anyway i i don't know so you what, asked her to I, marry you at the congress yeah did you ask him first Mm, what was his thought? <laughs> hey, I hey I'm no, I, I'm not saying that that's a fail because when I asked, it all went to hell. Well, that's <laughs> and that's why I didn't ask. Exactly. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission. permission. Amen. Yep. Yep. Every time. Every time. Um, no, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I get family or traditions and, and all this and. I mean, I said it then, and she she actually asked if I was if I asked her dad, and I said no. Uh, my kind of thoughts on it then they haven't changed now. I asked the one you're person, marrying. 
And I, I mean, I get, yeah, you, you marry someone, you, you take their family and they take your family and it's all have another beer. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, a, it, 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 it all comes together, but in, like I say, I just, I was like, no, I'm only at, I'm asking one. I'm not, I don't really care about anybody else's thoughts on anything. So. Yeah, you I, don't. You're just hoping they like it. Yeah, right. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's really, he, it's really. You don't really care. You just told me hoping I would it all. Have to one day, he said. I still had to ask him one day, and I laughed, and he laughed, and I think I threw something. And <laughs> well, will you want? Will you want Logan's future husband to ask you? Oh, you that throws me? a wrench at it, doesn't it? No, oh. it, it really it doesn't. Uh, me and me and a buddy had this conversation a couple of months ago because he's going through a a rough spot with his sixteen year old daughter right now. Oh, future! And and I said, <laughs> that's your two futures. I said, you know, you I shut just... up. <laughs> We're having a serious conversation over here. <laughs> Sit over there and drink your beer. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, you know, I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you want to go, you know, shoot and pull with him or go hang out with him. If he treats your daughter right and like she should be treated and takes care of her, what does anything else matter? It doesn't matter that you and him don't have the same ideas on what's cool and what's fun to do. You know, you, you guys are 180 degrees difference. I said, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, and that's the way, I mean, I'd like to say that, yeah, I, I would have a good relationship with that person because I don't want to feel alienated from my daughter. But at the same time, if, if me and that person don't see him eye to eye, you know, as long as he does what he should, and I don't have to go kick his door in. We're <laughs> good. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I felt, I, I did, I asked Sarah's daddy, but... I felt bad. I didn't. I didn't ask her brother, and she's got a brother too. But then it's like, well, Dad, gum, how many people I need to go? I mean, why would you I ask got, the brother? Well, I don't know, and I don't. I think it was kind of an afterthought, really, because I know that my mom had brothers, and when um, her and Jim got married, I think that Jim had talked to her brother. But I think I don't know if her. Da- yeah, no, Grandpa would have been gone by then but it was like well son of a gun i got one yes i got two yeses I'm like son of how many yeses i need to get but you, you i mean going, but you, you want to right well that's what? it yeah yeah you know I mean, you just keep that person jump off a bridge or right that's it so it's like well yeah we just kind of rocked on i got one i got i got two on my second yes we went ahead and went on with it <laughs> well you should have had to ask her mom yeah for well, her brother well, probably so, but I didn't. So, <laughs> might not have, might not have got the final approval there either. I mean, sitting here today, looking back, <laughs> if you ask me if I do it different, I don't think I would. Right? You know. Yeah. I mean, it's not that that her family. Well, you wasn't don't have important. to ask the dad first, do you? Is that the deal? Because I didn't do that. I figured, what the hell would I ask him for if she said no? <laughs> I mean, I mean, what I think you kind of feel the situation out, Russell. I mean, 
I've never been much on asking questions I don't know the answers to. And I think that was probably one of the questions that I didn't know the answer to when I asked her dad. And I think that's what made me so damn nervous about it. Well, I, I kind of knew I had, that. I thought I had that one locked up. I didn't know if she would say yes. Well, <laughs> right, that yeah. worked. I thought it'd be no, a walkthrough on the other, and I could see the lights go off when I said move to New Mexico. Why'd you? Well, I just it looked maybe like it was a in your solid income. Maybe it was in your presentation. Could have been it. Was well, there beer involved? Mm, no, Dang. there was beer involved in the wedding. <laughs> My brother-in-law showed up in the church broom with all kinds of beer. My favorite story that my father-in-law tells me, he talks about when he goes and does them clinics, his clinicians will ask him, or his clinic takers will ask him if his uh, son-in-law ever gets intimidated of having to show against him at the horse shows. And he says... I believe that my son-in-law has been intimidated of me on a, on occasion. I don't believe any of those occasions had to do with a horse show. <laughs> <laughs> it's home life. Because <laughs> I'm going to promise you, I mean, I'd like to tell you that I stood right up there and I said, sir, I would like to marry your daughter, but I'm pretty sure I was kicking gravel across the parking lot. Like, um, sir, I... Uh, uh, e, eh. <laughs> I mean, I sound eloquent on this podcast, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty sure I was stepping on Swallowed my tongue, tongue on that little situation, I'll promise you, because that was a, yeah, I remember he asked me, he says, how many daddies have you asked us? <laughs> and I says, I says, this would be the, this would be the first one. <laughs> and I think that was the response. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> I got to remember that one. <laughs> I have no daughters, though, so I don't have to worry about it. Like, yeah, you shut you up. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody keeps saying something. They're like, oh, you know, Logan, whoever, you know, at the school, she's uh, she's got this little kid. That everything is Easton, Easton this, Easton that. I said, Logan, who's this Easton kid? I, said, I pulled up their school picture one day. I said, show me which one this kid is. She points at this little kid. I'm like, it's the littlest kid in the class. <laughs> You're like eight, nine inches taller than him. You don't like this kid right here in the corner? He, look at this big old boy right here. He, <laughs> look like he can protect you. Yeah. <laughs> and she might be a bounty even, hunter. I don't remember, remember his name now. And she goes, Oh, daddy, that's so and so. He's goofy. <laughs> Hey, you should probably think about not pushing her towards someone that's bigger probably. than you. Because yeah. by the time she gets yeah. married, you'll be older and slower. The, well, <laughs> yeah, but old but age we and treachery will overcome him. youth and exuberance. Yeah, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> I get smarter. Yeah, she got the, that. Uh, brings in that NFL player that came after the Marines <laughs> after his tour that didn't tear his ankle up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we're in the uh, the drop-off line for school the other morning, and uh, I see this uh, the door open, you know, and the door closes, and the door opens, and the door closes. I'm like, come on, people, just get your kid out of the car. You've had all this time while we're driving around. Say your goodbyes, you know. It's Easton. Just the, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, this little kid's head pops out. He goes back in the car, and Logan's like, oh, it's Easton, you know, da, da, da. I'm like, why is he crying? 
<laughs> and she's like, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to go to school today. I'm like, it, you know how long y'all been going to school? There's there's absolutely no reason that we should be doing this in the, in the drive. They should have a spot where that person can pull off, let the rest of us go through, <laughs> herd these kids out, and go on about her day, right? You know what's funnier than her getting someone who's huge that can beat you up? <laughs> the exact opposite. <laughs> that is not funny. Not funny at all. Like you ever see last man standing? The, <laughs> three years into the marriage, he decides he's a girl. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be like, I knew it. After what, it's going to be Esther? after they have kids, <laughs> and then you get to see him every Thanksgiving. <laughs> Handshakes go from like high fives. What? What? What do you do then? You know, the the hug's gonna be off awkward. You know, you can't shake their hand. What? Do, what do you do? My pronoun is. <laughs> well, but this, this this kid, I'm like, really? This is this is this kid you're always talking about? And she's like, yeah. I'm like. Well, his mom drives a Honda Civic. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, they don't have a race car. <laughs> so that's right. You know, I'm, I'm back there kind of pedaling that Charger, you know, that 500 horses kind of, you know, hey, come on, let's let's go. Then I realized it was dad. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Oh, my God. Do you have a whole, there's this, uh, this is opens a whole new world of disappointment for me. <laughs> I'm not letting mine go to school. I think the only, she's only, the only people she's going to meet are the ones I put her around and they're going to be derelict heathens, but whatever. Well, see, I thought that at first too. And then I thought, do me? I really want to be me? the one picking these people out? Yes. Yeah. Choices, choices, choices. And every son-in-law's in... I can't say that. Jackass. <laughs> no one likes our son-in-laws. You hush. No, they don't. And you're going to hate yours. I'm sure I will. Everyone <laughs> likes their daughter-in-laws. No one likes their son-in-laws. I don't even know. I can't imagine how bad it's going to be because I can't make it up. What's going to happen to you two? <laughs> because well, see, as crazy as the world is right now, just imagine in 18 years. In 18 years, they're going to be so girly. It don't matter how old no. you are. You can't tell. It ain't going to matter. I'm you gonna can't be like, even tell. I'm going to be sitting there in a the rocker, and I'm going to be like, you see that picture up there on the wall, boy? <laughs> <clears throat> Shot that at a thousand yards he's like thousand yards we do it at 1300 now with open sites do <laughs> you ever done it running <laughs> i made i made logan a, a necklace and i she found it the other day i don't know if she still got it i told her to wear it to school and show it to this easton i took a quarter and i put it up on the target at 500 last year and I put it through the center of that quarter, and I gave it to her. And I How many bullets? One. 
Uh, it's advanced sniper school top gun team. <laughs> I, I can't run anymore. <laughs> From a place you will not see comes yeah. a sound you will, will not, not hear. hear. <laughs> the, uh, I did that right before advanced sniper school, actually. I, I went through basic, went through advanced. We uh, we lost out in Top Gun and in basic uh, by technicality. <laughs> Evidently, you can't hit somebody in the class. <laughs> <laughs> we went back to advanced, spent a week out in Arkansas for advanced, and I took Top Gun out there. What were you doing that in, in that? Uh, I don't know. We were... How did you get in sniper school? Just see, my buddy has this way of getting me into a lot of things, and it starts with a "Hey, what are you doing?" Nothing. Going to sniper school. <laughs> you, want, you want to go to Arkansas and spend a week at sniper school? Hell yeah, I do. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? You know, uh, I, I spent a lot of time training last year. I, I put almost three hundred. Uh, state certified hours into uh, training and went through uh through SWAT schools and basic intermediate oh for the SWAT poli- schools for the then, law enforcement right okay and you know long shooting in general has always been something that that I always like to do and you know it just progressed from there and the next thing I know I'm in basic sniper school and Spent a week out in uh, Monticello, Arkansas. Now, did you do that as a civilian, or are you? Mm-hmm. Yep, really. Well, no, I, I was I was law enforcement then. Okay. Um, the uh, when I went through my SWAT schools and stuff like that, technically I was still civilian because I was bounty hunting then. Uh, even bounty hunting, you have to get twenty four hours every year of continuing education, uh, and we started training with some guys up in Oklahoma City and. And it was just 2019 was, if Abby was home, I was gone. I mean, that's how how much it was. Uh, 2020, with all the COVID and all that, things slowed down a little mm. bit. Uh, but I still, I, I put in close to 300 hours that year mm. uh, training. Uh, the advanced sniper course was 84 hours uh, that we spent out in Arkansas doing it was more of a instead of a law enforcement i mean it was still law enforcement accredited but instead of a law enforcement side it was more of a military side so you're out there conducting missions and i mean we had like 36 hours we didn't sleep uh we're we're out doing off the record high speed car chases Mm. You know, having to trail someone that was uh, without them knowing, and which it was an instructor. So we were having to trail that person, document their all their moves, where they went, what they did, uh, you know, everything about them without them seeing us. We were in class with them all week. They know us. Mm. So you got to stay invisible to that person that knows you, uh, which... <laughs> I blew the and that invisible. was in a vehicle, or that was oh, everything, everything. Foot, I mean, whatever. Foot in a vehicle, the the whole nine yards. Uh, he actually went into uh, Walmart and he went in to get uh, coffee and stuff to take back to the classroom where everybody was coming to. Uh, when I radioed into command that that he was 
making his way to Walmart. They told me, they said, follow him. We want to know what he buys. And I'm like, how am I going to figure out? How am I going to? This guy knows me. How am I going to follow him through Walmart, see what he buys without him seeing me? So I'm literally, I'm standing in, in the Walmart, walked in, and it was 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. You're a very inconspicuous fellow. Very, very. I mean, I'm in full military. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> full. Uh, you might as well be camo. walking around with a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> pair of chaps. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, there's no way to follow this guy without him seeing me. This time of morning, night, whatever you want to call it, they have one cash register open. So I walked over to the lady and I said, I need a favor. She, what? I said, I need your vest and I need you to show me how to scan items. She goes, why? I said, long story short, I have to, in order to graduate, Sniper school, I have to tell what this guy comes in and buys without him seeing me blowing my cover. And she's like, Okay, I don't I don't know you. I've never seen you before, but you realize if if, if you scan his items he's gonna see you. <laughs> I said, Yeah, but I got no other no other choices. I, I don't have anything else better. She goes, hang on, I'm going to have to talk to my manager about this. I'm like, great, here we go, get management involved. Management actually comes over. He starts laughing his ass off. He's like, this is awesome. He goes, do it. He goes, I'm going to go over here and watch this. <laughs> you scan this guy's items I'm and he never looked there. up at you? I've got her vest on. He comes up in line. I grab his stuff. Hey, how you doing, sir? Welcome to Walmart. Find everything Okay. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, did you get everything you came for? Yeah. Scan everything. Tell him total. Hands his card. When he handed his card, he finally he looked up and we made an eye contact. I grabbed his card and I swiped his card. Stood there for a second. Said approved. Sorry, right, sir. Have a good night. And he stood there and he just stared at me for about 30 seconds and he goes, Bravo. <laughs> and, he, and he picked the stuff up and he walked out <laughs> we, I get back to the truck my buddy because they, they run two guys to a gun team and, and my buddy that I've done all this stuff with all along he's sitting there and he's just dying laughing he's like I don't know what happened in there but they told us to come back to headquarters <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so your ex showed up the night you asked Abby to marry you? No, not not the night. I think that was about the week before. That, that started the week off. Well, I had to break it somehow, you know. She hadn't talked to me all week. and Abby or the ex? Both. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what the problems were. All right, what makes this even better is that about three weeks ago, Abby got a message. 
wanting to take a lesson. Oh, yeah. From your no ex. No way. No way. I went, say what? You didn't fall for that, did you? That's like selling you like. That's like Jerome Davis. Shit. That's like yeah. Jerome Davis. Jerome, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you didn't tell her where we lived, did you? <laughs> She's like, well, I think she already knows. What do you Northeast mean? Marietta. I mean, come on. What are you talking about? We're in Thackerville. What day is it going to be? Because I, I'm going to come my over. My funeral? <laughs> <laughs> the last thing is I think I have to go for that. I don't know, but I, <clears throat> I can tell you who won't be here. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I told her. I was like, you just make sure that you let me know. No. So <laughs> I can I go. Let something. me know. I got to go. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, where it is, but I got to go. I got, uh, and I told her I'm like hang toenail. Like, you need to get, you, you need to go shoot with me one weekend. She's like, why? I said, but Kyle's, have you not thought this out? I want you to be prepared. <laughs> be situational awareness. Exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> what if Logan marries guy? <laughs> That runs a fashion salon. Mostly waxing. <laughs> I can tell you whose business he won't get. <laughs> You'd bleed to death. Oh, <laughs> Have you ever seen The Croods? No. You haven't seen that movie? Something what is it? The Croods. Oh, The Croods. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. His isn't that. Oh, his oh. aren't old enough yet. Funny. It's hilarious. It's it is a one good of one. My favorite movie cartoon. Yeah, cartoon Disney ish, and, and it's kind of the same thing that we're sitting here talking about. Logan, she's sitting here watching it the other day, and she told me she said, "Daddy, you're you're kind of like Grug." <laughs> and I said, well, "How am I? How am I like Grug?" You know, I'm trying to be funny because he has this little deal where he's trying to come up with things that rhyme with grug and a couple of things do and a lot of them don't and i'm like does daddy rhyme a grug what she's like no you got a big old belly first of all that's a dad bod i didn't have that till you got here <laughs> you know i used to work out and do all this stuff, stuff tough mutters, stuff. And, yeah, play football. And, you know, you come along. I started drinking. <laughs> Worrying about my Christmas future. Drinking from the jug. I tell you. <laughs> oh my lord, that is good. I be can't funny. believe you've never seen. I have No, not yet. Not yet. It's a, it's a good one. She we took her to not. the theaters for the second one. You seen the second? Yes. It's pretty good. I've been through all the stuff. All of them. They used to be better, and now they're getting dumb. Some of them are. I was just so happy that she did not like SpongeBob. Oh, everybody! My God. Everybody's always like, you know, if watching anything comes up, they're like, oh, I bet you like SpongeBob. I'm like, have you ever watched it? Yeah. I'm like, then oh, shut up. Slap. 
<laughs> it's oh, terrible. Retarded. Slap all of them. Yeah, no I know Sean, Sean Hayes. I, I learned about SpongeBob through Sean Hayes because he said that, yeah, they don't let their kids watch SpongeBob. They said, yeah, it's like cartoon pornography. That's terrible. And so, bad. Bad, too. Act dumb. Yeah. We, yeah. Got the, we got the Disney box set, and it's got... The Little Mermaid and the Jungle Book. I mean, the best things it's got like the old Jungle Book uh-huh. and the old Robin Hood and all that old stuff. And she likes that, you know. Stay with it. Yeah. I'm, well, Logan. Sarah always, Sarah thought it was crazy because I was like, hey, I'm going to train this kid. We're going to watch rodeo before we go to bed. Like, we got the Cowboy Channel. You can watch rodeo anytime you want. So I just keep rodeos recorded. And that's, that's what we're talking about. good when she gets a roughie. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> You see how that's worked for Haley. <laughs> so, we watched the rodeo. Well, then I'm gone. I had to went to Abilene to the cutting. So, I was gone four or five days. I come home. She says, well, I don't know what I kicked the rodeo on. And she's being a little restless. And she said, and Mama says, well, we've been watching a Disney movie at night before we go to bed. I'm like, well, you're well, ruining my training. That's it. I mean, I says, I've put a year and a half in on this deal and got her pretty tuned up where, I mean, she's in on this rodeo deal, right? I mean, like you put a movie or something on and she'll go to squirming around. She don't want no part of it. You put that rodeo on, boom. She lays right there in the crook of your arm, drinks her bottle, ready to go to bed. And so now we've done busted training up. <laughs> now I will say that she usually only makes the bronc ride, the bear, the the bareback riding, and the steer wrestling is what she watches the most. And then, well, and then she's out. Out. And so it's kind of she's like me. she's got her little inflatable horse, and so she gets on her inflatable horse. But just watching the bareback and the steer wrestling, she only she rides this sunbuck for about three point eight seconds, and then she bails off of it head first. <laughs> and I mean, just I mean, just leaves her feet. I mean, she just she's gone. I'm like, we're gonna have to start watching something where they stay a horseback a little longer. <laughs> Got to get some more than performance events on that cowboy channel, Patrick. <laughs> Jeff Matters, if you're listening. Cowgirl. Yeah. Cowgirl. We need some more performance. Performance in the prime time. (laughs) Hilarious the other day when I see that um, that's not his granddaughter. That's his His daughter. daughter. And he's tired of people calling (laughs) her his granddaughter. That's what people say about Hadley, too. I was going to say. Case in point. (laughs) All of us late bloomers. (laughs) (laughs) oh so we get done bounty hunting and then we get to the we haven't really gotten through the meeting (laughs) well we gotta you keep veering off and veer back (laughs) see we keep getting a little more each time don't push too hard (laughs) i'm pushing for the lesson So we get done bounty hunting. Did you go, end up going over to the law enforcement side, or just you did? And then what? Had so to quit what? It. 
Had to quit the bounty hunting to go. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I wrote in a uh, letter to the state and told them I was turning up all my license and I was going law enforcement and started working for the sheriff's department here and kind of it's been been it for the last going on three years actually. Yep. Are you still on the sheriff's department here? Oh, no kidding. Yep. Very what cool. are your hours on that deal? Whenever I go, that's... That's the good part. It's it's all. How you manage that? The I just say I'm. You're like you're a temp, or how how do you have uh, varying hours? The uh, so my status with them is technically a reserve, is the way it's worded. Mm. So, but I don't have. I mean, there is a limit on how much I can work, but I don't. It's not more than you want to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Hmm. So when I started, when I went over to them, you know, I didn't want to be a, a traffic cop. I wasn't going to sit there and write somebody a speeding ticket for five hour, five mile an hour over. And I could see you being one of the super troopers. Yeah, I, actually, that's what pushed Motorcycle me. Cop. The new one come out. <laughs> yeah. Still bounty hunting. We lost a skip in Oklahoma City. I went and we went and watched Super Troopers three, and I'm like. Dude, I'm sorry, guys. I got to go. And, I mean, to this day, they still call me Farva. I drink a liter of cola, and it's out. Who wants a mustache ride? <laughs> the, uh, um, but so, with, like I say, so I, I set my hours with them. I'm, I'm actually captain over the reserve uh, here. Uh, well, it's lucky you have some flexible hours with a new place to build. Yeah. 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 No kidding, right? I mean. Is there anything left to do or are you pretty much done? Uh, you know, I got one. I think there's some more, some more wood to put on the outdoor arena. Yeah. Like, you know. on, like on the uh, residential side, maybe? Right. What was your uh, mindset in starting on the non-residential side with the wood, Jeff? It covered the rest of it, and I couldn't see how much I had to do. <laughs> it's great from here. <laughs> and I was trying to block a lot of the dust from getting on my charger. <laughs> you know, I mean, she waits until that wind's coming out of the northwest, and then she runs down here and fences. I'm like, the charger. I just washed it. <laughs> just washed it why do you need to go fencing right now why don't you park it on the other side I like that <laughs> it's over there near you're the tortoise st you're starting to sound like her <laughs> because I back in and I don't have to worry about dinging my door on anything I'm a little anal when it comes to my car just a little bit and your motorcycle. At, yeah, not as much as I am my car. Hmm. What kind of motorcycle? Uh, it's a Honda State Line 1300. Went to buy a Harley. Yep. And, and was the old bait and switch. Yeah, they sold it and failed to tell me that the day before. So No, come on down. Oh, it's gone. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, Sorry, we, have... we sold it yesterday. You son of a... <laughs> but we have this yeah. sitting over here in the corner. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, got cheaper. 
More crotch rocket, crotch rocket style. No, it's no. Uh, no. it's still the big cruiser. It is. It's, yeah. it's still a big cruiser. He had a crotch rocket I'm for a, free at one time. I'm a little big for well, a crotch rocket. <laughs> I mean, I look cool on it, <laughs> but after about hey, an hour, what'd you do with the Buell? Uh, <laughs> I sold it on eBay. Guy flew down from New Jersey. I met him at Dallas Love Field. He paid me in cash. And we worked out a deal for the helmet because he drove it from Dallas Love Field to Florida to stay at his sister's for a week and was then driving it from Florida to New Jersey. What are the chances he of was, him having a head that fits that helmet? Well, not very much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not trying to be mean or anything, but uh, <clears throat> I don't fit a crotch rocket. <laughs> Danny DeVito showed up to buy my crotch rocket. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, are you sure about this? I took the money and left. <laughs> Did he make it to New, New I Jersey? Have no clue. I never heard from that dude again. I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did not make it. Uh, a guy that worked with me followed me down there, and, uh, and I drove the bike. And like I say, this this guy come out, and I'm on the phone. You know, it's Dallas Love Field. I mean, it's one plane in, one plane empties. That plane leaves, so the next plane can come in. And I'm looking at these six people that get off, and I'm like, well, there was four nuns, an old guy in a wheelchair, and Danny DeVito. Please be one of the nuns. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sending a text message, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, I'm out here, you know, the other day. He's like, yeah, I just got off the plane. I'm like, son of a gun. This is one of the, this, this is, a, no. Not no, a nun. This, this is, this is not. There's no way. So he's looking around. I'm like, oh, my gosh. He ain't going to buy this bike. So I start to get mad, you know. <laughs> Go to emotion. He's got cash money in a backpack. I'm like. Are we doing a drug deal? Because that's what it feels like. Yeah. He bought the bike. And like I say, he told me all that. I handed him the helmet and I said, good luck. And I jumped in the car and took off <laughs> before he could change his mind. Wouldn't be the first person you got on their first bike ride no, sent to the no, hospital. No, that was all his fault. <laughs> Is this the boy with the broken collarbone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to get him to come here tonight. Oh, he wouldn't. Something about we weren't friends anymore. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really listening. <laughs> but so you should probably tell us that story. Um, it's a beautiful, tragic. It is. It's it. It's tragic, tragic comedy. It's, it's it tragic. Is. Awesome. You know, I mean, and tragedy. He goes and he buys his dream bike that he's had ever since he was a kid and drives up from Texas and has it in the back of his truck and 
we help unload it and he rides it out to to our old place out east which was about six seven miles from here. and it is a uh a ninja it might be a 600 is what he had it's it's a high revving crotch rocket and those 600s are up mm-hmm. there. They didn't. They ain't got the powers the one thousands. But I was. I was trying to think about that earlier. I can't remember exactly. Anyway, it's it's a ninja, which is fast. Which is fast. And uh, so I led the way because I knew the little loop we were going to take, and he had to work that night, uh, or just out cruising and taking side roads and just just cruising. And as I go into a curve, my my eyes kind of come this way across my mirror, and I see his bike go from left to right across my mirror. <coughs> and I look to this mirror, and I see his bike go that way. And when I look behind me, I see his bike go off the road, hit a culvert, plastic go flying, and him go flying. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm usually <laughs> the one that wrecks or does something stupid. So I... Turn around, I get get my bike turned around. I go back to him, and he, he's sitting on a culvert. And he's just sitting there. I'm like, all right, he's all right. And for the sake of this conversation, we'll call him Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I flip my face mask up. I'm like, Dave, you all right? He doesn't really say anything. He's just sitting there. So I kick my kickstand down. I go to get off my bike, and I let go of it. Well, it goes to fall in the, the dirt. Soft dirt side of the road, so I stand it back up. You know, I'll go a little farther. I'm I'm testing the ground, trying to find a spot, and it just keeps sinking. Dave, you all right? And I see him kind of kind of twitch, and he and his shoulders draw up, and he just slumps over. I'm like, son of a gun. He he's a good friend. He's he's a good buddy. He he's one of those guys that you know if anything happened. He'd be the one you'd call, and it wouldn't matter. He's there. So I'm like, oh, screw it. It's either going to fall over, it's going to set, you know. Jump off my bike. I run over there, and I, I kind of get him, and I set him up, and he's he's having a seizure. So I'm calling to him. I'm like, Dave. I'm like, Dave, you know, y'all just chill out here a minute. You know, calm down. And he, and he reaches up and he grabs his chin strap and he starts pulling on it. And he's a big old dude. He's he's bigger dude than I am. And he's he's like, I mean, I've got him around the shoulders, but my hands are barely, barely getting a seat grip. And I've got a hold of him. I'm like, dude, calm, calm down, you know, calm down. What? Just chill out here for a second. And he's like, get this helmet off of me. I said, man, I don't know if you got a neck injury, a back energy, injury, uh, injury. Just, just, just calm down. And he starts flipping out. So I end up wrapping my legs around him, getting him in almost like a like a chokehold from behind. <laughs> and and the only thing I can do without putting my arm around his neck and choking him out is I I got my my legs wrapped around him, my arms wrapped around, him, and I stretch him out so that he's just just stretched out and I'm I'm yelling at him now I'm like just stop like of all the things we need to be doing right now fighting on the side of the road is not (laughs) what we need to be doing 
And he's like just freaking out more. I mean, I'm I'm using everything, and I'm I'm starting to lose a grip. I'm like, all right, dude. So I reach up and I grab his chin strap and I just rip that thing loose from the from the side of his helmet, pull the strap off, and this hand grab his helmet and just rip it off. I'm like I probably just killed my buddy. He's got a neck injury, brain injury. I just finished him off. And he, as soon as he got the helmet off, he started calming down, chilled out. So I got him sitting there. I go to, I'm like, man, I got to call this in. And he's a, he's a deputy, too. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. He might or might not be. Deputy Dave. Deputy Dave. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so I go to call it in. And, of course, around the lake over here, we don't have much service. So I have no service, so I have to walk down the road a little bit, get service. I call dispatch, and of course it has to be someone that I've known for quite a few years, and I'm trying to tell him, like, look, don't freak out when I tell you this, but I need an ambulance. I tell her, I, I know the road I'm on, but really not where I'm at on that road because it's a windy road. I said, I need an ambulance. This is a road we're at. Um, Dave's went down. <laughs> we had like Ardmore, everybody <laughs> in this county, OHP. She put it out on the broadcast. Oh, as, shit. <laughs> pretty much. Oh, shit. <laughs> Deputy needs assistance. Right. So, well, I mean, we got Gainesville requesting permission <laughs> to cross the river. You know? Well, shit, we're hungry. You know, bring some LTAP. <laughs> <laughs> so we get we get Dave transported, and the hospital he goes to tells him that he's he's okay. He's going to be sore and to uh, to stretch and and don't let that shoulder get tight. Well, after a week of this, he's like, you you have no clue the kind of pain I'm in. He's like. So he, he's from Texas originally, so he starts talking to the doctor that he used to go to in Texas all the time. And the doctor says, look, come on down. I'll take a look at you. Yeah, he never left the office from having to go into sur- the first <laughs> surgery to replace the three broken spots. In you the suppose it was the motorcycle ride or the wrestling match on the road? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the motorcycle ride. <laughs> because in my narrative i used only the amount of force necessary (laughs) so i'm gonna go with the motorcycle ride i got you how much force was necessary to get rid of the x just what it took (laughs) (laughs) and start with the now lifelong the, commitment. Just what was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about all this defunding of the police? Have you guys had to run what into about that, that in this country, in this part of the world? You know, I don't have a lot of friends, mainly because uh, I really don't care. But. <laughs> Um, there's not as much of it here 
but at the same time as, as, as there could be. You take people that are poorly paid and poorly trained. Most of these smaller departments are short of funds. They can barely buy the units that, that these guys drive. And they can't spend the amount of money that it takes to go to some of these trainings. I mean, the average training that I go to will cost me 350 to $400 a class. And that's for that class. That class may be eight hours. Maybe if I'm lucky, it's a two-day class, and it's 16 hours that I get credit for. You're not taking into account the time that I'm gone, the travel expenses, you know, all that with it. And you're doing that out of pocket. You're doing that out of pocket because these smaller departments don't have the money to pay for that. I mean, if you a small department could be like our department, 10 deputies, all right? 10 deputies, let's just say they have to statewide mandate 24 hours a year, continuing education training. All right, to get that 24 hours, let's just say that they get a break cut and it's $500 a deputy to get those 24 hours. That's times 10 plus travel. That's a lot of money that these departments don't have. I mean, I, I see that firsthand here. So you take these guys that have to make a decision, a split-second decision, you do not have time to think about what might happen or what the outcome is. You have to make a decision like that. And it's always 100% right or wrong. So you take those guys that, that haven't had those trainings and you put them in that position. And the first thing everybody always does, they second guess that person's decision when they weren't there. You know, I've had guys, I've had, we've had things happen at, at this department and people will ask me, well, what do you think? I wasn't there. I can't tell you. I don't know what he saw. I don't know what he didn't saw. I know that if you spend more time training, you ride your three-year-old, you get ready to go down the fence. You know he doesn't turn good to the left. You know that beforehand, right? Sure. You're going to work for it. You're going you're right. to work on that. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. If you've never taken him down the fence, you don't know how he turns to the right. right? That's it. Shit show, right? It either happens, it either works out or it don't. Yeah. That's really the only two options you got. Yep. That's what happens with these guys. Yeah. And even guys that have, that have been through a lot of it, that have, that have done a lot of training and all that, none of us make the right decisions all the time. Sure. You know. I, here's my problem, Jeff, is when does it, we're always second-guessing the cop. Mm -hmm. When does it become when that guy decided to rob the store or that guy decided to thump the wife or that guy decided, when? why is it, why is it, it used to be when you started an act that was harmful towards other people, you were you the the You're burden responsible for that act yeah the responsibility not just for the act but all the stuff that happened from it that comes to you and and now within our news our society we're always trying to place blame on the guy that showed up to try and help mm -hmm. 
fix the problem. The, the bad part, the starting uh, spoke in the whole circle of, of tragedy came from someone doing the wrong thing. And that guy's not held accountable anymore. Now it's a, now we're held accountable for what how we um, react to what that person did. Why is that person not accountable? I I mean my personal opinion on it, not like my opinion's worth much, but uh, over the years, people have made the wrong decisions, and I think it it. A lot of it comes from a lack of training and a lack of, and you know what? Some of it may have, they may have had the most training of anybody out there. They just made the wrong decision at that time. And a lot of people got a, not a lot of people, but some people got away with things that maybe they shouldn't have. And if they'd have been held accountable for their wrong actions too, you know, you're wrong and my wrong don't make it right. I mean, we've heard that all of our lives, right? Two wrongs don't make a right. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it was. It used to be if you wore that badge, you never made a mistake. And there was a lot of mistakes. And now it's like it's almost flipped. It's flipped. And no matter what has happened, you have to prove without a shadow of a doubt that you were a thousand percent in the right. Is it, is it, um, the other thing that worries me is that they're making it harder and harder and harder to be a cop. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to relax the level that it takes to become a cop and therefore getting people less able to and, handle the job and, and, and that's already happened. More mistakes. That's already that's, happened. Yeah. That's I what mean, I'm saying. We, I joke about it. The guys that I work with joke about it. Uh, I like to think that that our higher ups in the sheriff's department think highly of me, and they every time a position is opened, it is brought to me to come on full time. And and the joke is, I can't take that pay cut. Like you, you don't have a job. <laughs> I'm like exactly, and I can't take your pay cut to do that. When you when you pay peanuts, you know you you pay that guy that you're trying trading out training for a load of shavings a month. Does he give you the quality training that you guys would give? Mm-hmm. No way in hell. That's the same thing. Well, and with pay comes dignity, also. Yeah. And so, if there's no pay in it, there's no dignity in it. So, who's going to take that job? I mean, Not there's, the a, there's, qualified. there's a few people that w- will because of their love of law enforcement, but that that group just shrinks mm-hmm. with less and less pay. Yep. I used to always say, and, and I, I started off this way, I didn't care if I had money in my pocket or not. I could care less. I was like, I don't care about money. Money, I, I don't, I could care less. Unfortunately, I don't care what anybody says. Money makes the world go round. Mm. If you ain't got it, you ain't going around. You stuck over there on the side. Have I had to change my my thought? 
yeah um it it, it just comes back to you're not going to get the best person and and if you have one one of those people that can work for that little of pay i mean it it's sad to say that six year deputy at our department barely made half of what I made at the last mm. ranch that I worked for. I was a ranch manager. Now, granted, mm. I've been there 15 years, but he makes half of what I made. Life and death. And I just showed up and built fences. Yes. <laughs> and he made those calls. He was out there protecting and serving. <clears throat> and not getting killed. Mm-hmm. But putting himself in spots to get killed. Yep. You know, everybody laughs about, about Love County, Oklahoma here. Oh, it's just a little bit old, tiny little county, you know. We got the world's largest casino in our county. We got I-35 that runs right through the middle of our county from the south border to the north border. What do you think this county rolls through? Mm. Crazy. Very much, mm-hmm. very much, and I don't know what it what it breaks down to. I know what the other departments around us have offered, and I'm like, you guys make how much? Not that you shouldn't be. When you pay that higher amount, you get better quality. That's how you, that's how you raise everything up. That's how you get everything. But I'm like, how do these guys? No wonder you can't keep nobody. And no wonder you have somebody that when they have to make that split-second decision, they don't know what to make. And like I say, we never make the same. You, you can't write law enforcement. You can't, write a, you can't write a book. There's a shit ton of books out there. You can't write a book that tells you how to handle any situation. I mean... Every every traffic stop that I've ever been on has been completely different every single time. And it has never went the way they told me it'd be in the academy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Just just interacting with people. You know? Some people don't mind. They they admit right, yeah, I was speeding. You know? I mean, I stopped a car from doing 37 mile an hour on the interstate one night who almost ran into me. I had to pull onto the side of the road to get him to go around me. It's two lanes. It's four four-lane highway. Speed limit 75. He was doing 37. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what what's going on back here? So I start slowing down. He's just driving 37. I'm driving 35. I'm like, holy moly, is this guy ever going to catch up to us or what? You know? And then he almost rear-ends me at 37 miles an hour. So I'm, I'm thinking he's intoxicated. Nope. Nope. He cussed me from one end of that interstate to the other end. Because I was doing 35. <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, you know, when I got on the interstate, my back radar said 37. I was trying to figure out what was going on, you know. 
And I said, he had his right turn signal on the whole time. And where we were, were on the interstate, there was 11 miles before there was an exit. <laughs> so I knew he wasn't turning somewhere right there, which, okay, you sometimes you leave a turn signal on, right? You, you merge over or whatever. Does, does your new vehicle not beep at you? Mine does. Can't shut the damn thing off. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm just doing my job and trying to see what see what's going on with you. Why why are you driving 37? Cuz I don't feel like I need to do 75. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. What do you say to that? I didn't see a minimum sign on this highway. <laughs> I said press real hard. There's three copies. <laughs> and there is. <laughs> but you know, it's I mean, it, it it's just like that. You you deal with different Different circumstances every single time. I, I, I'm a team leader for what we have set up as a, uh, a tactical tracking unit. Uh, if there's a pursuit and they bail out in their county, uh, we've been called to other counties to go and assist uh, escaped uh, convicts, you know, just, just different things. I mean, they'll call us out from a lost kid over on the lake, you know, that's the biggest thing. When I got into it, I said I want to do something that makes a difference. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to go sit out there and write speeding tickets. I I speed myself. You know. I got asked why. Why don't you write more tickets? I see you pull a lot of people over. Well, I pull them over for their speed. How am I going to write them a ticket for driving the same speed that I drive? I'm not a hypocrite. <laughs> If they ain't doing anything else other than driving fast, <coughs> right? You know, have a good day. A lot of bad people out there. Yeah, you know. I said, uh, but I wanted to do something that that made a difference to it. And when we started this, I went to Arizona, spent a week out in Arizona uh, with Scott Donnellan. Scott Donnellan taught the Marine Force Recons how to track. Uh, I think this this. This year was going to be his last year of teaching. He's He's got to be pushing 90. Oh, jeez. I mean, mm. This man, you know, he, like I said, he's been around for a long time. He, in the tracking world, there is no other name that people know. Uh, it's, it's this man or, or nobody. And so we went out there and spent a week in Arizona, went through his tracking school, and uh, we came back and we set up our own unit here through the county. And we use that, I mean, like I say, from, from pursuits that have come through the county and they've bailed out, uh, they call us in and we go in and, and we try to get boots on the ground and, and go in and track these people and find them. Uh, lost kids, lost uh, elderly people. Uh, it's, it's amazing how many elderly people wander out their back door and get lost. Mm. You know? Shout out Gray Salmon Fink. I had to put a silver alert on Gray. He come out there to cut the other day, and I didn't know where he was going. So I put a silver alert on him. Hey, uh, you know. Hate to lose him, old folks. Yeah. <laughs> they just wander off the wrong yeah. way. And they're gone. They're gone. They're, they're gone. gone. They're gone. So, but we, we set that team up, and, and that's the kind of stuff that, you know, if their city calls me in for any warrants that they have, and, you know, if we're 
evidently they heard that I like to kick doors in. So if there's a door to get kicked in, you know, sometimes they call and they're like, okay, look, we, we can't go kick this door. We'd like to request your presence, <laughs> but keep it in the back. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. I, I don't know if I'm available tonight. For that. <laughs> they're like, well, you know. If, when you decide you need that door kick in, call me <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. You know, they're like, well, you know, if they don't answer the door and we, we think they're there, then we're going to kick. All right. I'm getting my stuff on. It's <laughs> where we meeting up. <laughs> Where are we eating afterwards? (laughs) Uh, That's, you know, and and I, like I say, I I see a a lot of these guys that, they're the guys that I hate to say it. There's a couple of them that I'm like, if my family ever has an emergency, you know, they're, they're sitting in a restaurant somewhere and somebody comes in to rob it and they're holding everybody at gunpoint or whatever. I, I hate. For that be the one to respond that shows up, yeah. Because I, you know, like I say, they they get their minimal training. They do it online. It's free classes. How good a training is that? Mm. So I, I I see both sides and why why a lot of people talk about the bad. Uh, I've had lots of conversations with people. Uh, I've had conversations on you know some of the the shootings and stuff that that have happened and you know what would you do well, i can't answer that i would like to think that i can tell you what i would have done but if i wasn't in that right, position right. i don't know you know and and a lot of the trainings that i went to in this last year maybe two years is is more on the side of they're almost training you to be less active. Mm. You know, they're, they're teaching you, well, you're pursuing a suspect and, and that person runs into a, a dead end alley and they can't get out just because their hand comes up and points at you. They could be holding a cell phone. They could be saying, stop, you know, just because <laughs> that hand is coming up. Well, there used to be a, Tell my daughter that. Exactly. Tell my daughter that. What were they? They needed to stop first. Don't put me in the spot where I'm guessing if you're pulling on me. At that point, it's it's also in black and white that your life is in danger. If I don't want to get shot by you, I'm not going to break in your house. Right. I'm not Mm -hmm. going to, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to break into... Uh, to your vehicle, I'm not going to, you know, hey, give me your wallet. <laughs> your your life is threatened. It's like I say, it's how do you respond to that? You know, you, you sit there and you wait. And you're the one that goes down because you waited mm-hmm. where your daughter is because you've taught them to act after the fact. Mm-hmm. What gets me is it seems like the people that, want to judge about how people are acting in those situations or people that they can't hardly decide what they want from Starbucks for crying out loud. You know, I mean, just you talking about all them traffic stops being different. I mean, obviously it's nowhere near as consequential, but you kick, you go work 10 cows in Ardmore. All 10 of them cows might work a little different. Mm -hmm. You don't know. And that can, I mean, they don't have no ulterior motive. 
Ain't none of them cows come out there with bad intention to hurt you. Right. Where, I mean, and so you just amplify that by whatever, 1,000 or 6,000 because we deal with horses and cattle and it's a never-ending battle to figure out the the process of the mind. And they are not poisoned right. with alcohol. They're not poisoned with drugs. They're not poisoned with bad families. They're not, there's not all these outside variables that make that even that more impossible to discern what they think is reasonable. Because at least with cows and horses, you're dealing with just, the, just nature and what's reasonable for them to think. However, there's a thousand ways for them to think of it, but that's not close to putting them on meth. You can't reason with that. No, you can't figure that out, and you don't know it till you open that door. You don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't just get rid of an ex girlfriend so they can marry their wife. <laughs> hey, and it happens more times than not. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when that ex-girlfriend shows up at the Congress. Did she come, the did Congress. She come to the wedding? No, she did not. I think her invitation got lost or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Cheers. <laughs> the, uh, I, I don't know what happened with it. I, did, I didn't make all those invitations out. I mean, <laughs> did you? Did you? <laughs> did she stay a customer of the Don's? She was never a customer. Oh, she wasn't. Okay, well, at least so, you didn't run. At least you weren't running off business. Right, right. That's good. Uh, That's a good person way to start. that, that she uh, kind of worked part time for and uh, kept her horses at their place. Uh, did some work for Don. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I actually. So. Oh. A week, she shows up. <laughs> There's a blowout, which is epic because we can't get anything on it. And then <laughs> a week later, you ask Abby to marry you. No. Is that the, or that's no. when you decide? That's when I decided. Oh. We were, we were together, I guess, for, like I say, about, three, well, let's see. Worked for dad for four years. We got married when we went to work for Craig and Ginger. Um, so I mean, we were together oh. for pushing five years. Before, before you got married. Before and you've been married, married how long? Uh, since 2006. Six. So that's... Uh, I'm not good at math. 15 years? 14, 15, 16 plus five. Man, you guys have been together a while. 21 years. Yep. Don't start doing the math. That's why her dad hates me. Not 21 years. He didn't check it. (laughs) Six. It's 14 and two is 16, and they were together five years. That's 21 years. Well, there you have it. (laughs) It's a long time. 21 years. Long time. Because I think I met you guys about the same time. I think we were stalled in the same alleyway. After Amphitur, you all worked for Todd. Yep. And that would have been 
You guys before it would have been before O two. Well, O one O two, right in that area. I was Ooh. gonna say I think O one was the first maturity I went to with him. Yeah, and I hadn't worked for him long before before he went to the rain maturity. Actually, he might have. He might have. Right after I started, went to the first to the rain of maturity, and I didn't go to that one. Mm. And it would have been the next year. I graduated in 2000, and I want to say it was in the beginning of 01 that I went to work for him. Huh. So long road. Mm. Twenty years. Long road. Twenty years. You went a long time without having kids. Long time. We went 10 years. How long have you been married? Seven. Nuh-uh. Yes, sir. Has it been that long? Wow. Yep, we got married in 14. Yep. November 14. Just the other day. It seems it seem, like it. It does. It, it seems, seems like, like it. just like it shocks me. Like, what, what's the worst part about that is I couldn't tell you the year, but I remember you asking Abby about whether you should or not. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Probably so, yeah. That would been that 13 range. Yeah. And, and she like, said no. I'm like, what are you doing giving him advice? <laughs> no, don't what do, do you it. What know about it? You know? <laughs> yeah, and why did you say hell no? <laughs> yeah, I like, I like to bring that point up you know every time somebody she says something or she rolls her eyes at me i'm like you had a choice and your choice was she's yes. a professional eye roller though <laughs> saw it four times today well you give her the practice i think i did too and i was only around her about 20 minutes <laughs> and i was being good i i thought <laughs> there's the problem there's the problem I I thought I was being good. I've heard quite a few times that that's what you get for thinking. (laughs) So then then it turned into, uh, well, I didn't think. Well, you should (laughs) have. Wait a minute. I said I thought. You said that was my first mistake. (laughs) (laughs) No win. It's worse than work for your dad. (laughs) It's just a big circle out here. Call my ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that was my second mistake. <laughs> I'd say hello at the lesson. <laughs> but how cool has it been? What you guys moved into this new place? And thanks for hosting us here tonight, cooking oh, dinner. Yeah, it was yeah, fantastic. Stuffed. Keep you up Peppers all night. Were spectacular. Yeah. Especially the, the ones boy ate and squirted it over his foot. <laughs> the dog licked that it was off, the, thank uh, God. What was it? The, the night birds. The night birds. The night birds, the night birds. The night birds got on his shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but how cool is it now, finally, have your own place? Because like, you've been working on other people's places and doing side gigs and doing this and doing that. Now you can go out there every when Anytime you're not out sheriffing, you come home and work on your own place. Thanks. It's it's a lot nicer. I mean, I don't regret anything that or anybody that I've ever worked for in the past. Uh, it it's it's all been something that's led to now. 
Um, but it's it's a whole lot nicer working on your own place. It just, yeah. I, I still may not get done what I feel like I wanted to at the end of the day, but I'm not as much of an asshole about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, since we're hitting up on this... Uh, one o'clock hour. I think we should probably Nuh-uh. be respectful of Jeff's time. Is it really? <laughs> That's my favorite line. I listen to podcasts and they get about an hour in and they're like, well, I want to be respectful of your time. Gee, man, well, Christmas. The conversation kind of hits wow. a lull and they're like, well, I want to be respectful of your time. But that yeah, since it's running out of stuff to say, it's one o'clock in the morning and uh, we've had some. And we can damn good again. stories. Like, well, I, well, I got I got one question for you yeah. guys. Heck yeah, come Uh-oh. on. What started this podcast? Hey, he's Jen asleep Self. on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> he's hey, the pasty white guy on the couch. Should we turn the couch over? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 He no. started it. He started. He called him. Yeah. He said, and hey. he called me for. Some bad reason. Well, Ben says, do you want to do a podcast? And I says, I can't think of anything worse than sitting and staring at a microphone for an hour. That's the only thing. I mean, I knew a little bit about podcasts, but that was it. And I was like, absolutely not. No. But then I got to thinking about it. I says, well, Ben's a tenacious little pasty fella. And <laughs> I keep waiting for his head to pop. Yeah. Uh, no, he's asleep. Up. He's, he's asleep. Out. And uh, I thought, well. We're going to pour water on him, make him think he peed his I think so, yeah. <laughs> it says, uh, he's going to get somebody to do it. And I just didn't know how many people I trusted to do it. And so I says, let me call. I got a friend that's allergic to dead air. <laughs> and if he'll do it with me, I'm in. And so I called my man Russell over here, and he said, and I didn't really allude to him no. that this was going to be a lifelong commitment. No, at all. <laughs> this is a one and done. Uh, yeah, this was yeah. supposed to be. I didn't know how it was going to go, so we're going to meet at Carol Rose's. We're going to interview each other and Ron Rawls and Sam Rose. Like, that's going to be the end of this deal. That's what I thought. I and, didn't think we were going to be four. I thought it was going to be one. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It still shocks me, honestly, the feedback that we get from it. I mean... I'll see Abby one day. She's she's riding around, and you know when at the other place. I mean, yeah, I worked on the same place that she worked on, but hardly ever saw her, you know. And one day I'm, I was down there or something. She's riding around. And she's like laughing. Like she, she okay, have, she's she, tipped she's over. Not, yeah, it's she's a- not on her phone. There's no phone in her hand. There is nobody else in that arena. It's 145 by 300, and there is no one else in that arena. She's lost her marbles. <laughs> so I, just, I just stand there, and I'm watching her. And then here in a second, I see her laughing. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I don't think her insurance is going to cover this. I, you know, I, I don't know who to call. Do I just go on about my day like I didn't see this or what? So finally... I'm like, what What are you doing? And she's like, hang on a second. She pulls her phone out of her pocket. It's, what, what, what are you doing? She goes, I'm listening to Russell and Chris. Oh, geez. Their, their insurance is not going to work. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, their podcast. I'm like, their what? She's like, their podcast. I'm like, 
Look, Chris and Russell are not going to be doing a podcast. <laughs> what are you, you wouldn't what think. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, for real. She's going on and on. And... By God. There, there it <laughs> is. Here, here we, we had to put, you, and then we had to put on. you on and just yeah, you believe You know, I mean, shit. <laughs> I, all right. I liked it that I've told I told him three times, told Abby three times, hey, we're going to do Jeff. We'll interview you, Jeff. She showed me. She sent me a picture of the message. It's like, oh, I'm good at interviews. That'll be good. <laughs> I'm like, perfect. Jeff's in. Yeah. I call Russell. Like, hey, Jeff's in. We're good to go. She, we get here, and they're sitting around in Russell's visiting with Jeff, and we're sitting around here cooking steaks. And I'm like, hey, well, when we get done dinner, we're going to interview. He's like, who? This is you. What? <laughs> well, the, well, the whole time I'm, she told me that, and I just laughed. I'm like, whatever. We're gonna, you know, they, nobody wants to talk to me. They all want to talk to Abby, which is understandable. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I, I hope they're ready for this interview. And then she sends sends me, a, or I sent her a message this evening. I said, uh, I said, what time I need to put them steaks on? I need to know. You know, she's like. Oh, I'll find out. I'm like, yeah, she's full of shit. Right. <laughs> About 15 minutes go by, and she's like, Chris wants to know if seven's too late. I'm like, hell no, it ain't too late. <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, all right. I'm like, she might be serious. <laughs> <laughs> that was the I'm first like, inkling. All right. Well, I'm... I'm gonna this is about the, five. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I'm like, three. I'm going to go by the store and get, I'm going to go. Maybe I will get some steaks. How many people? She says 10. I said, hell yeah. It's an easy way to spend $1,000. <laughs> she says, well, nine will probably work. This is me and Logan will split one. I'm like, she is, she's not this good. <laughs> she would already been giving this up. I'm like, she's serious as shit. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do it. Yeah, hey, so then she she sends me a message that Chris is in route. So is Russell. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> because up until that point, your name had never been mentioned, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, she's full of it. <laughs> she's just going on. She just, she's like, I'm gonna go ahead and start hitting the beer and get liquored up good. Russell's on his way. So's Chris. <laughs> All right. I'll start the grill. <laughs> and a hell of a meal it was. Yes, it was. It, it was all right. By the monitor uh, lizard. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps everything exciting. Yes. Everything. <laughs> We, uh, I dropped her off one morning for school, and uh, one of the, I thought, teachers comes over. She opens the car door, and she's like, going on, you know, Logan, 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 talking to her. And she's like, I'm just going to steal her one day. I'm like, you can't say that. I know where to come if you do. I'm like, Logan, like, see her that evening. I said, who was that this morning? She goes, that was a principal. <laughs> You and you and the principal are on good terms. 
That's no, no, that something that you did. Yeah, that's what? something you weren't used to. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. They hate yeah. all of us. <laughs> I went. Uh, I went in to get her. She was, she was sick the other day, and uh, she wanted to go to school. And I said, "Well, if you want, you know, I'm just coughing. It's not the not the Rona. The Rona." <clears throat> I said. Uh, I said, "Yeah, okay." So we take her. We get a call like 45 minutes later. She wants to come home. So I go over there to get her. I pull up, and, and you have to buzz to get in school now. They won't let everybody come in. So I buzz, and they're like, can I help you? I said, I'm, I'm here to pick up Logan. Logan who? Logan Mixon. Oh, come on in. The door unlocks, you know. <laughs> Confetti Confetti's flying. Confetti's <laughs> flying. There's streamers going everywhere. She's sitting there in the office, and there's like 10 teachers in there, and they're laughing and going, just having a good old time. I'm like, I thought you were sick. And she goes, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, really? (laughs) And they all start having to give me all these low. There's the 15% dad. Yeah. (laughs) The cough. Well, the, the best part was when uh, the first parent-teacher conference that we had. We'll get a little note, you know, parent-teacher conference. And Abby was at the uh, snaffle bit. I'm like, oh, I'll go, you know, no, no big deal. Well, I always drop her off in the mornings. Uh, usually, my mom will go pick her up, or, uh, or Abby's mom will go pick her up, and they'll bring her here. All these teachers have only seen me drop her off so i'm sitting there in parent teacher conference and and we're we're talking she's she's telling me how logan's doing you know and everything and uh she had missed a couple of her uh numbers and i'm like no 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 that kid knows her numbers i'm like she thinks it's funny when she says the you know we'll we'll be like you know what what's this number and she'll say the wrong number intentionally and we're like no and then she just thinks it's funny i said she's just playing here i said you know she knows i was like she's known her numbers for like two and a half years and i said uh, i said you know me and abby you know we've we've always done abby's mom and she's like looking at me all weird and she goes who's who's abby (laughs) i said my wife her mom Oh my God! We thought you all were a single dad. I'm like, oh, no wonder everybody wanted to come out and say hi. <laughs> now See, it, not now sporting it, a wedding ring. Yeah, kind of lost it. <laughs> I lost mine the other day too. Yeah, it's, I, can't I can't get mine on. I can't my, remember what size I wore. I bought them stupid big. boys a football for uh, Christmas, and I barely got that thing off. When we got done playing, because it's swelling around it, and I haven't been able to get it back on. I don't. Th- I think I'm gonna have to have it resized. I think they've wrecked that knuckle. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Brute. The uh, they might be yours. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Abby, when we got married, uh, she bought me this you know fancy ring, had all this engraving on it, and all this stuff on the inside. We come back from getting married, and first day back at work, I'm feeding horses outside, and it'd been raining for like a week straight, and like two foot of mud in these turnouts. I kind of threw some alfalfa over and threw that ring right with it. (gasps) 
the I mean the first morning. <sighs> I had everybody that worked at that place. I went in there. I'm like, all right, everybody, come with me. They all are like, what's what's going on? I was like, just come with me. Get out there. I'm like, all right. Somewhere out here. It's a wedding ring. It's a wedding ring. <laughs> and we're going to find it. Oh, I don't know. I got horses to ride. You got horses to ride? You got a ring to find. Uh, what's it look like? It's going to be hard mm. to ride them horses with a broke leg. I tell you, two broke legs. <laughs> I had like six people out there. We looked for hours. Never Nothing. found it. Nothing. Mm. Nope. She bought me another one. I lost it. <laughs> she said, I ain't buying you anymore. I bought one. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> then I did good for a long time because I got those uh, Quailos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I want. Done good, and I took it off over here. I was making making her dinner, pattying out hamburger patties. Took it off before I started pattying them out. I don't know. Maybe it ended up in a hamburger and somebody ate it. <laughs> As I laid it on that counter, and I finished it. I put them patties on the grill, and I walked back in. I went, where'd my ring go? Gone. I've never been seen since. Hmm. It's MIA. <laughs> Yeah, I lost Someone mine. I lost mine the second day we were married. But Sarah found it. It was in the round pen at Dawn's. Wow. Yeah, found it in there. Dang. And then uh, we were doing a photo shoot or something. It had been cold. Had my mm. gloves on. I was flagging horses before this photo shoot. And I would got warmed up from working these horses. And I just pulled my gloves off. Didn't think nothing about it. And just kept working horses. Because it was a little big because I was a little claustrophobic. So I keep a little tape on it. Well, my tape had wore off. And I knew I needed to tape it. Didn't think nothing about it. It was busy. I get down there the photo shoot and we're talking, shooting the breeze. And I'm like, yeah, it took me a minute to get used to this. And there ain't no wedding ring on my finger. I'm like, uh-oh. I went and looked. So in Aubrey, Texas, there's a real expensive diamond. No diamonds, but Gold know, platinum. Good. Yeah, whatever it is. One of them hard. I reach for mine all the time. I ain't been without too. it for. Yep. I don't remember. I lost the. I lost one in the cold, shoeing horses or something, and it come off, and I didn't know it. And I mean, we looked and looked. Same thing. Could never find that dang thing. They sink right in the sand. If it hits the sand, you'd think it's just a little ring and just sit. Nope. It, boom. It goes down. I know. I've been reaching for that thing. I have to get it back on there. I lost mine through some trash away the other day and had that strap around my hand. You know, the plastic strap, you know, and I'd carried it down from the house and I chucked it in the trash can and it just kind of slid off my hand and it took it with it. Mm. I looked around, I couldn't. I mean, I was dumpster diving and the whole works. And, <laughs> but it's, it's a Quelo, so I didn't dumpster dive too deep. Yeah, no. 25 bucks. Yeah, I was getting another and one. And you can put in there one a year. Yeah. And that will replace it. <laughs> They'll ask you for a picture of it, but if you get online, you can find a picture of a broken ring. Right. Yeah. I mean, don't do not do anything like that. That would be <laughs> yeah. immoral. Yeah. My uncle was shoeing horses and had the nails been over and one took it away is batter not as good a horses and that nail hooked under that ring and took him right to the ground i've never shod with a ring on since they told me that story yeah i had a hard enough time running nails in my hand without a yeah. ring on it Can you imagine uh-uh. getting your finger my dad saw a guy jump over a, a chain link fence in high school and hook a class right. ring and just left his finger 
up there with the ring. We had nine others. That was lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call him Frodo. <laughs> but yeah, we're all out there looking for my precious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. Well, Jeffrey, this is awesome, dude. Thank you very much. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, appreciate it, dude. Well, it took four hours of your life. Right. <laughs> yep, right out, right out four hours. So uh, It's nothing. Well, I work the night shift, man. That's my time. That's what I'm talking about. The night time is the right time. That's right. All right, well, till next time, go fast. Make good Make decisions. Good decisions. Thank you for listening to Cow Horse, full contact. Please like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram to stay tuned for future episodes.